ain't no party like a cat boy party Cause a cat boy party don't stop Yeah, yeah, really appreciate you all Let's go Alright, nation Appreciate everybody for tuning in to the thing You guys know how this thing go My name is Law Nation L a w nation and uh we're going to talk about ezekiel the main man elliot as well as tony p tp are you with me you guys know how this thing go we're going to open up the phone lines and beyond and we're going to get this thing started the best way the right way right cowboy nation really appreciate everybody man let me give a shout out to those that's in this chat box man um first person that's in the building you guys already know how we rock with that uh that's just let me know that you part of the notification squad you swatting this thing up so uh give me a few seconds let me pull it up cam oh cam with a k first person in there man really appreciate you jake the great you was close you was close but no cigar man <laughs> you was close but uh no cigar and we already have an early donation man from my dog over here jake the great 1804 man hey when you make the donations like that i i got to show you some love and adulations man i got to give you a this is Sparta! yes 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 so um this thing right here uh josh and uh tucker and and d80 and and those that's on my uh facebook panel bob heck and uh carol and uh quentin really appreciate everybody but this thing about the dallas cowboys everybody is talking about things that's not on the team like the jamal adams of the world although i would like to have them of course and uh, they're talking about uh stuff like what if we trade a michael gallup you heard that today Man, giving up draft capital for a safety that really not a position of 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 I guess impact where it's gonna flip over the team and change it drastically. Now it would be a great piece, but putting Jamal Adams on his team is more like putting rims on a car. It's, it's cool attribute, make it look good, but it's not the end all be all. Let me repeat, it's not the end all be all. Although I would love the acquisition. I would hate what we would have to give up. And on top of that, knowing that they are trying to probably get him out of the paint will not be a good situation for us, right? Shout out to the notification squad. Jamal Adams to Dallas is from YT. It would be nice. It would be nice, just like my dog Darren Woodson when he was live like 95 on the late night hype. Shout out to my dog, Big Game James and Skywalker still with the new feel. Yes. We were saying, hey, what would you do for a Darren Woodson? We asked Darren Woodson, what would you do for a Jamal Adams? And he was saying like, yeah, I'll give up a first-round draft pick. But they want a first and a third. Come on now. And they want us to pay them. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of stuff, man. Although I will say that would be a great situation. Nevertheless, I like the direction that we are going at now, you know. <laughs> david what's up man joyce really appreciate you uh tuning in over there on the facebook so phone lines will be open a little bit soon later you know so stay tuned so i want to get you guys thoughts i want to get you guys opinions everybody know that opinions matter uh, i like the flyer fire fire flames that's in the chat box dak versus wentz no 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 
everybody knows this right here let me just start it all the way uh, from the beginning from the beginning um this whole situation this whole notion about hey what about cd lamb what about amari cooper what about michael gallup <clears throat> we heard that time and time again right we heard this uh situation going over and over again but nevertheless we've been talking about mike mccarthy and his particular system and what he will bring to the table but we forgot about one thing ezekiel elliott if he was able to put up these type of numbers his first four years with jason garrett and of course last year scott lanahan protege kelly moore was his first time calling offense first time calling running back plays and the guy put up still good numbers and the stupidity of the coaching staff and i loved it i love jason garrett in, in a sense whereas he was so consistent nevertheless how you doing guys he was not the driving force to put us over the, you know, put the needle over the edge or, or thread the needle into a certain situation. That's a better way to say it. He was not that person. And, of course, Jerry Wayne, he fell in love with his son. So what we saw was the inconsistency of the consistent matter that you had a rookie, Tony P, disability, man, the combination set that we thought that we was going to get something like this, as you see on the screen. We didn't get none of that. <laughs> we got, okay, one week you will start one guy. The next week you would not start the other guy. It was no consistency as it relates to, okay, the plan of approach of attack. Because remember, we was asking everybody, what is the identity of this team? And people would say, ah, we are run first team. But we throwing the ball everywhere, and we was doing a great job at it. As soon as we get punched in the mouth, we go back to the philosophy of just saying, okay, let's run. But wait a minute. Wasn't you throwing the ball all over the Vikings? Why would you go back to the run then? It's just that we never matched up things right. And just right, Lance Bell, man. Really appreciate you the other day, man, for making the, the, the donation there, man, on the uh, Cash App. I really appreciate you. Um Let's stop saying that Jamal is a box safety. Look at his film. He can cover the nation. Uh, this is from Bob Heck. Here, here's the thing with, with Jamal Adams. He primarily played in Jets land at the box. Can he cover? Did he cover in LSU? Yes. Can he cover better than most of the rangy safeties? I'm not going to put him in that sentence. But I will say that he is a dog. He can fly out to the ball. He got the aggressive ten ten tenacity, and he is next level. Nevertheless, the price tag is, is just so high. <laughs> Consistently predictable. This is from Troy Griffith. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, shout out to you. That's a cold-blooded YouTube name. <laughs> I'm surprised they'd allow you to get that one. Dallas Cowboys, shout out to you. Uh, D Lunatic, man. Y'all ready for some phone lines? Let me know, man. Y'all let me know if y'all ready for some phone lines and get y'all opinions and y'all thoughts out here. Let me know how you guys are, are uh, feeling. Are you guys ready to go? Are you guys ready to talk at the late, late, late or early morning for most of you guys? Conversation. Convo for the nation. Because we can talk about just about everything. The philosophy of this team. The philosophy of what? My dog is going to bring out there Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> we can also talk about 
this right here and these factors. What can this team be like when we have this two multiple running back set? Meaning that when somebody knows how to utilize them, I love the acquisition of Skip Pete. I love the fact that he worked with running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. The small things, the things that we just don't see, right? Hmm. <laughs> I love seeing that, you know. We we want to have a piece of the uh, reality that, hey, we coming. We are flat out coming uh, for, for the NFC East, and then we dominate that, and then we come into the playoff, then we dominate that, and then we move over to you know what you know what i'm saying not gonna i'll speak my wisdom teeth uh pilot balance and speed is so nice yes indeed man look when i looked at the film when i looked at pollard and i looked at uh, ezekiel elliott and i said man the cowboys missed out missed out on a golden opportunity let me repeat they missed out on a golden opportunity how law? Why law? What's going on law? Um, here's where they missed out at. Normally, when you're running back, is not able to get the necessary yards, right? When he's not able to push that thing all the way over, they got what we call change of pace back, meaning that you throw in a a, a different guy. Maybe he get a different feel of the of the land. He get a different vibe sees the holes different the teams that really study up on one running back now got to play a different scheme for the other running back and we look back at this saints game the new orleans saints game and we would say to ourselves man that's a game that we should have won oh people were so focused on dak prescott but they forgot about all of the other inefficiencies. Jason Witten playing basketball with the football. Oh, Roger Goodell coming out of the, the bleachers from, from somewhere we don't even know, saying that, hey, his elbow wasn't down. When we saw Ezekiel Elliott elbow bend down, oh, the phantom P.I. call. But all of a sudden, that 10-12 to 12 game fell on the shoulders of the quarterback. But people fail to realize to call up and bring up those type of situations and scenarios. Oh, can we add in for the extra spice for 200? The special team was trash, garbage, juice, all of the bad things that you can say about it. That is what the Dallas Cowboys special team was last year. And everybody would say, nah, law. It, it was a quarterback. No, man, we, we can't pay that quarterback that, you know. Oh, man, it, it, it was his fault. And the reason why I'm showing some of these older clips of 2018 of Ezekiel running the ball is because that was when we didn't have the center from last year. So now you get a chance to see good old Joe Looney moving furniture out of the way. So many people ready to kick him out of the club. So many people ready to, <laughs> to say, that okay, that guy, he's, he's nothing. Let's move on from hey. <laughs> You, you better be wise of what you're saying with that, you know, <laughs> because he does have some experience. He does have some. <laughs> how could I put this? He was able to be sufficient enough. At least we made it to the playoff with him. Now, can Tyler Badass come in here and be a badass little boosie? We don't know. Can the other guy move over and play center role, Connor McGovern? We don't know. It's an unknown commodity. Yes, they did it in college land, 
but can they do it on the pros level? <laughs> look at look at the good old Jumbo. Look how far he get down the field. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hustle and bustle. Find somebody to punch in the mouth and leave them with the raggedy tooth. That's what we want to see, right? <laughs> look at big old Jumbo Joe. Looking for for furniture to move out the way. Get out, get out of my way. Let me hit you anyway. I seen multiple plays of that brother doing that. Now, just to be fair, just to be fair. There was situations and times that he folded up like a wallet, right? Yeah, Raheem Mostert. Uh, this is from my guy G2 Wavy. The phone lines are open, 682-214-4087. That's the number to call in to get in. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. I want to know how you guys feel. Uh, leave me your opinions. Everybody knows that once, uh, you know, you put your thoughts out there, it's there. <laughs> but it is what it is. 561, what's good? Yo, yo, what's up, Lock? Can you hear me good? Man, you, you sound good over here, man. Yeah, man, this is Jake. Great, man. Checking in from, uh, where am I at? Louisiana at his petrol truck stop, man. Okay. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah so, um, what, what I was thinking is I got a couple things to say. I don't got them too much in order. You know, it's a late night brain kind of go, mm-hmm. you know, cloudy. But um, about the whole uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard, I think it was because um, the inexperience of uh, Jason Garrett and um, what's the offense coordinator his name is Ben? Uh, uh, yeah, the boy Wonder. Oh, left-handed Wonder, <laughs> Kelly Moore, yeah, you know. Kelly Moore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like when you got a lot of toys, you just don't know what you want to play with. Do you want to play with the PlayStation today? Do you want to play with the Xbox today? I, I mm-hmm. believe it's just been no how to mold the men together. And mm-hmm. with, like, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I just feel like he put on too much muscle, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoever was, like, a strength and conditioning coach probably told him put on too much muscle, mass to take the beating of the NFL. And, like, that's probably where most of his speed, like, uh, mm-hmm. where he lost most of his speed. You know what I mean? But if yeah. he, like, slimmed down and lose some of that muscle, mass, his explosion would come back. And one thing that we forget is, we tried to be a physical team, but right. we was running deep into a wall. We forgot we had Keith Smith. Keith mm-hmm. Smith was stealing dudes out of that hole, and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If mine wasn't making a hole, Keith Smith was coming in there and clearing the path for him. I believe we get a fullback back in there, and uh, I believe the running game will pick back up. You know what I mean? What you think about that? Well, I, I I forgot to pull up some Jamez Olawale clip to put in the highlight reel here. Um, my thing is, I think that Mike McCarthy knows how to use the fullback or utilize them and put them in right positionings and not let them be so stale. You know, what the problem mm-hmm. is with Jamez, he didn't know whether or not, yes, he's on the 46-man active roster last year. And shout out to young Wilson, man. Thank you for making the donation to help grow the nation. But here's the thing though you know he was so stale it was just like no rhyme or reason of why you putting his brother out there i recall it was three games that i want to pull out that i want to tell everybody uh the the of course the 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 philadelphia eagles game that was a situation where is ezekiel elliott make a big run it's third and one and he tapped his helmet and they put the young kid in, Tony P, Tony Pollard. And they do a toss sweep to the weak side. 
normally you would do something like that in favor of to the strong side but it was a weak side toss sweep believe it or not throwing the ball mm-hmm. three yards behind him you know so now pretty much it's like a third and maybe five ish and he was not able to get the first down ultimately he fumbled the ball drive killer you know uh that killed the drive and it was another game it was a buffalo bills game ezekiel Elliott ripping up the middle of the field chunking 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 somebody caught it from backside you know that's that's 2019 zeke you know 2016 zeke maybe he scored a touchdown but they caught him the first thing that he did was tap his helmet hey i gotta get out i gotta get a spell you know that drive ended i believe in a field goal or something like that it could have been a turnover on down and uh the the other thing was i think it was the minnesota vikings game jamez olawale come in and because ezekiel Elliott had to sub out and and he was not he was not on the same page of Dak. <laughs> he, I mean, he never yeah. turned around for the ball. It, it was he was wide open on the wing, and or the flats there, and he never looked for the ball, incomplete you know, pass. Yeah. Not not to cut you off, but go but ahead. You know, no, that was the end of it. When um when when Zeke taps his helmet, I used to hate the fact that sometimes Jason did like he must think it's the NBA where your timeouts carry on to the second half because. We would go into halftime with all three timeouts. And I'm like, you know, why not, like, you know, have a feel for the game? And you're like, damn, it's going to be third and one. Timeout. Zeke, catch your breath because you're going in to get this third down. You know what I mean? You're getting mm-hmm. in this third down. But we didn't do that. And uh, with um, Ola Wale, being that Mike McCarthy uh, uh, comes from Green Bay, I remember that fullback they had, what's his name? Queen. Uh, what, what was his name again? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, something like that. I forgot his name. I wanted to bring it up too, but I like I got a man name. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So he he was like a a hard nosed fullback, digging out the whole grinder. Mm. But Wale seems like a pretty type finesse type fullback. You know, he, he doesn't seem like somebody that. Uh, uh, McCarthy, like maybe he does, maybe he don't. He, he got a, he got a little one. dig action on him. He, he he got a little he got a little some of that. He did a little some of that in a uh, the Raiders land. It's it just that what we asking him to do, we just didn't do it. The last time that we had a a, a good running back, a fullback for that was Keith. Keith Smith was yeah. he had that mentality because he played linebacker and. When the the first initial trade happened or what a pickup or acquisition, I was looking at it like, no, don't get rid of Keith. Don't get rid yeah, of him. He went to the Las Vegas Cowboys. That's yeah, it kind of like a swap a rule, you know. I was like, no, cause, because we needed that physical mentality. I like the other kid, the big boy, uh, 45, uh, what's his name? Y'all help me out. Smith brother. Oh, um, um, well, Smith brother, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. Y'all hit me out. I, I can't. Rod Smith. Rod Smith. Rod Smith. I, I like him, but, but yeah, Rod Smith. So, so he was finesse. Him, he was yeah. very finesse in a sense. So when we put in the Smith brother, he's looking for somebody to punch <laughs> and take names later. Yeah. So, so when we got yeah. rid of him, we got rid of that 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 physical brute brute stuff. Although Jamaze mm-hmm. can be physical. But he's just naturally not like that. He's kind of more like a Rod Smith, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. yeah. You know, uh, I haven't seen him really be physical. I, I know he has a little wiggle. He has a lot of running back to him. But you know, we'll see. 
But um, I got a couple one th- couple things on the defense, and I'm gonna tell you my uh, season prediction for our, our record. I believe that low key we probably don't see it, but I think our defense, just that front line, mm-hmm. is gonna be so nasty to the point where we're not even gonna need uh, Jamal Adams because if you think about that rotation, mm-hmm. Randy Gregory might get reinstated, Alden Smith. If Alden Smith can play right in and left in. He now can he play both Crawford. sides. Yeah, he can play exactly. both sides. Exactly. Now yeah. you got Crawford coming in. You got this guy. I don't know how this dude went to the fifth round, uh, mm-hmm. badly or not, but this guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like just that rotation at end. Right. And the rotation, uh, you sprinkle rotation of McCoy and Pope mm-hmm. in there with uh, uh, that, uh, that third round pick. Man, that's a nasty defensive line rotation. Just that rotation alone. Will improve your linebacker in the secondary because look at how the Giants did it when they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, you Minura, you got uh, Justin Tuck, you got Strahan, you know what I mean, coming at you. You got five starting offensive linemen, mm-hmm. but you got eight eight linemen that you can throw in the rotation. They all dogs coming, so I believe that's going to be our main force on our defense, and I believe right. it might last. I mean, we're going fifteen and one just at the strength of that defensive line. Well, they you say, know, they, <laughs> man, if we go fifteen to one, they say thou shall decree a thing, and it shall be established. So, so if you putting that out there to the universe, and if it all of a sudden happened, man, I'll tell you what, hey, I, I'm putting it out. There. You putting it out there, and yeah. Mike McCarthy, he went fifteen and one before, you know. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, on the Jamal Adams thing, mm-hmm. I love him. But right, here's two things. In our division, mm-hmm. he fits good because the NFC East still is that smash mouth league where you got Philly going to want to run the ball. Redskins going to want to run the ball. Giants, so he fits good in the box, help against the run. But if you look at, you know, I'm 35, so I got a chance to see the NFL transition from that smash mouth to that commence game. You really kind of need two free safeties out there because all that, uh, that punisher – Punish you across the middle. That's a 15-yard penalty nine days. So, really, you know what I mean? He's important. He's a good player to have. I'm not going to give up a first round for him. i give you a third. That's the best I can do for you. Third and, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Uh, yeah, they're going to laugh at that all year. the way. You know, they're going to laugh yeah, they, at that, you know. <laughs> they're going to laugh at it all they want because yeah. he's going to be a free agent next year anyway, you know. Right. You, you don't want to jump and pay. Uh, give a first round up, and then next year you got to pay him, and then what if he holds out? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not a, a true blue player. He might hold out like, nah, I don't care about the Cowboys. Give my money. You know, so you don't really want that. And I just feel like two free safeties out there is better than a box safety because that's what he is. You know, what's going to happen when teams start scheming against him? Like, okay, we're going to put our five wide receivers out there, and we're just going to spread them out. All right, yeah. now what you're going to do. Well, you well, 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 well you, you, you know good and well, that's what we want them to do. We we want them to try to spread it out and put five out there and, uh, and leave nobody out there to block, you know, to, to help yeah, protect. So D-Log because that D-Log, yeah, D-Log going to be like, oh, you, you going to line up five? <laughs> you going to put five on it? Okay. Oh, that means one-on-one into the inside, one-on-one into the edges. Man, man, that ball better come out quick. <laughs> but yeah, man, I really appreciate yeah. you for calling in, bro, man. No uh, problem, won't let bro. somebody no else call problem, in, man. but but that's good stuff, man. I'm gonna give you a war call, man. Uh, and, it, man. and yeah, appreciate you, man. Yeah, 
Appreciate you for making the donation okay. earlier, too. Salute, bro. All right, all day. This is Sparta! That's a good call from a dog, man. 561 calling in. Uh, 682-214-4087 is the number. And uh, we got somebody here. 409, what's on your mind? Hey, what's that, Law? None to it, man. Talk to me. Hey, man, I was just looking at our running game last mm-hmm. year. First of all, man, I appreciate your show. appreciate you coming on late nights like this. Oh, my goodness. But, appreciate um, you. But uh, one of the things, man, I just didn't think that. Uh, last year, like, Jason Garrett came in with a game plan, mm-hmm. but he had no other options after that. Like, you go to look at the Minnesota game, and then you look mm-hmm. at the New Orleans game. Hey, it wasn't necessarily Zeke in that position. It was more or less, my offense line got our butt whooped. And then you go back and look at the All-22, and, and they just kind of beat us with four guys up front. And so sometimes it's going to be like that. But I thought I'd go back to coaching on that because you can look at a, a Bill Belichick, his time's in the playoffs, and he had to go quarterback, and his running backs and running game runs with 200 yards because the other team comes in saying, hey, we're not going to lose to Tom Brady. And he said, yeah, you're not going to lose to Tom Brady. You'll lose another way. I got two ways to beat you. And I feel like Garrett always came into the game with just one way to try to win. And when that was taken away, it kind of threw him in a loop. Yeah, he he says in this, and I hate to just continue to put the put, put everything on Jason, but but it's been ten years, and and that's the only thing we can go by. He says we do what we do best, you know, and we line them up, lace them up, and we punch them in the mouth, basically, uh, the best way that we can. It's not about scheming. It's not about studying your opponent. It's not about analytics. It's all about okay. We have the best offensive line. We have the best running back, and we're just going to line them up, lace them up, and run it. And uh, when they get choked out and tired, then we throw the play action. That was his thought track, you know. But it just didn't work out there. And that's why that's why we are with the belief, and this is just my thoughts on this from the 409, is my belief is, is that that's why we always was talking about we need the best person in that particular position in order to win. Absolutely. Those kind of coaches, they almost need a Pro Bowl team to win. And the thing about it is you're actually putting too much emphasis on talent. When this is a salary cap league, sometimes you're going to run into people that you're just not better than. Now, what do you do to help your players, right? And so, they, you know, I, that's, the only, that's one of the biggest things I have with him is that because he relied too much on the talent. What if we acquire great talent and we have a great scheme? You know, to, to, because you need some deception nowadays in the NFL. You don't need to run blind. This is not the 90s Cowboys where you can just line up and they know what you're going to do. It's not that anymore. And so if you're not bringing that as a coach, what are you bringing? Because you have to – and then at some point in time, the players are going to look at you and start shaking their head because you're putting me in a position to fail. You're not putting me in a position to, and, to, and, succeed, and, uh, yeah. to, to succeed. And and then, you know, you look at Zeke last year, and, and, and I'm a Zeke fan, and I think he could have done better about, you know, everything else, but people, he caught heck last year because people talking about he ain't run for 100. Dude, they are either they're dominating the line of scrimmage or they're putting a lot of men in the box. And what are we doing off of that? We have to start making people pay for putting too many assets in the box, right? Mm-hmm. Or when they put too many in the um, uh, uh, secondary, we got to run the ball. One of the things I, I always thought, I, I could not stand when it was third or fourth and one. We come in, but come in with the jumbo. To me, that takes away all the advantage you have of your five guys up front. When you bring it in two extra linemen, they bring it. It's crowding the area that you're trying to run in. Mm-hmm. Why not go? Why not go with an eleven package and run out of it? 
Or if they want to yeah. 11 personnel, hey, if they want to try to cheat up because you're 11 personnel, they you're going to run, hey, throw the ball because now you got one-on-ones on the outside. But I don't, I'm not the, the one to telegraph, hey, we're going to bring in this big guy, that big guy, to go to all the big guys we got, and now we're just going to run it up. It's too crowded in there. Mm-hmm. You just you, you bring them in. So the strategy just from a coaching standpoint, it lacked, man. And it goes back to, you know, you hired an inexperienced coach, and he just—he was only a quarterbacks coach for one year. You bring him over; he's the offensive coordinator with the same salary as your head coach. And then you make him a head coach. He just did not have enough, you know, coming up through coaches and college, and and you know, coaching under this guy at this college, being a position coach over here, working his way up to be an offensive coordinator, and 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 then you know, hitting it as a coach. Well, when you do that, you got a lot of stuff in your bag, and this guy right. just did not have it. it. And it's not even you know necessarily. I'm going to say it's his fault, but it's, it's, he should never have gotten a job as soon as he did. And yeah. then that, that didn't serve us well. And to keep it for 10 years was was an atrocity that happened. I mm-hmm. mean, you can see this after five years that he wasn't going to help us win any games. But that's hopefully where, where Mike McCarthy's, you know, experience and Mike McCarthy's just know-how and, and his offensive uh, prowess that he's going to bring some things. I think this offense is going to open up. And, and, and I want to just say this last thing before, before I get off of that. The Jamal Adams thing, I am really on a wait and see thing because we don't know what this defense is going to look like. We got these two defensive tackles, right? We got, uh, you know, a defensive of mine that's coming in. Let them work this thing out first. We might not need, we, we are so accustomed to trying to get the best people to try to win. You're not going to get Pro Bowls at every position. So why don't we just go see what we have right now, see what this coach staff could do with what we have before we give away a first round draft pick on a guy that we might not even need. Wow, man, you're speaking the truth there. And and the best thing to do is to hold the Jets' feet to the fire, you know. Uh, I, I think that if they start off losing, then we can go back and say, okay, what about that? You know what I'm saying? What about this deal now? Yeah, you know, but, but, like, like but it has three, to be. But, four. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, because what you're saying is if the Jets start off 0-4 or something like that, then they'll get a little desperate. But, you know, then we have to see what we're doing at the time, right? Suppose we're 3-1 and one or 4-0 or and oh at the time. We might not want to uh, do anything to upset the apple cart. Right, right. We we can look at it in those factors. Just like with the, with the uh, Amari Cooper, you know. Remember, you know, we was like, we don't need no, you know, number one wide receiver. We can do the receiver by yeah. committee. And this is similar to that because we got no proven guys at that strong safety spot. Not saying that we need a proven guy because the safety position, pretty much you're supposed to be the last line of defense. And as a strong safety, you're the first uh, uh, person to come down and hit and, and tackle. You do some sacrifices and these sort of things. But I think that the way this team is built, we won't be just sitting there saying, okay, he will be, you know, the person that's going to flip this thing all the way around. If we were if we were to do anything like that, uh, give me a person that's versatile in the sense like the Earl Thomas before he got to the Ravens. Now, you know, it's, that's yeah. a story of a different day. <laughs> now, now, one thing, one thing the previous caller did say, mm-hmm. it, I really think that uh, he's absolutely right. I think if you – nowadays in NFL, mm-hmm. you, you may want two cover safeties. You, you don't necessarily need that thumper, that A guy in the box, and this, that, and other. I think you need more coverage in the back end than right. you do with a run stop. I think we got those two guys in the middle now. That's going to make a big difference. We we have never have put any assets, or we, we really never uh, 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 made made that position of importance. We're always just trying to throw some guys in there. 
right. at the defensive tackle position. But now they're actually putting some guys in there with some skins on the wall that, you know, with a little bulk in them and a little athletic ability. So we're going to see. I think that's going to make a big difference, um, you know, as far as our defense is concerned. Most certainly. Yeah, so it's a good call, man. Really appreciate you, man. I'm going to give you a war call. I appreciate man. you too, Thank brother. Thank you so much for your time, fam. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. appreciate you. Yeah. Salute. Good call from a man. This is Sparta! My thing is with this, and, and of course, he is a fantastic player. It's not saying, we, I'm not saying that. Jamal Adam is a, a Jeff Heath. No, but I'm just saying that Jamal Adam is a fantastic player, but maybe too rich. Uh, 229, what's on your mind? What's going on, Law? Nothing to it, man. Talk man. to me. It's your I'm calling in, but um, I was, uh, first thing first, I was going to talk about the Zeke and Tony. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people uh wasn't really looking at it, but Zeke was gassed a lot last year too. He was just the way the uh, the season started for him. So uh, even I feel like I feel like when Paula's number was called, it was like okay, it's good Paula did what he did. But uh, most of the time, I think his number was called out of just Zeke being gassed at that time. Yeah, I mean it, it was a situation where it is. Normally, normally when people hold out in these positionings, uh, we've seen that they come out and they, they start off fast and they get injured. Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott been blessed to have like this the situation where he don't get injured, which is good. I'm going to knock on wood. But uh, mm-hmm. we saw some regressions in a sense because he didn't get a chance to be out there in the Oxnard heat. You know, Cabo, he, you know, practicing on your own is one thing, but when you're out there with the other guys and the fellas, it's different, you know, different story. Yeah. I think that he had to play himself into football shape, play himself into football mental mindset, and play himself into being ready for the game in the moment. And he, mm-hmm. historically, since Ezekiel Elliott started in the National Football League, his first two games always been slow. Matter of fact, yeah. his first game, I don't think that he ever ran for 100 yards in his first game. You remember that rookie year, he was fumbling every game. <laughs> yeah, people were saying bus. People were saying Alfred Morris. That's one thing that I got, you know, God bless me with some good recall. And I remember people saying, oh, man, put the refrigerator with legs out there, out there, man. Put Alfred Morris. He's doing a better job than Zeke, you know. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, uh, but that's a, I think that's the story of I think a lot of people be looking past things. Even like with the D-Law, I feel like D-Law is playing hurt. Even with Amari, mm-hmm. I feel like Amari is playing hurt. Like so, uh, I think people look at the the stats and different plays or when they was out and things like that, and they don't even take that into account. You, you know the craziest thing that I heard, you know, or I hear every day basically with the Dak Prescott situation, is that mm-hmm. you know he lost the game against the Patriots, he lost the game against the Saints, he lost the game against the Eagles, he lost the game against the uh, the Jets or what have you. And I looked at it and I uh, said to myself. When you go back and watch the film, the all 22, mute the sound, and you will see the inefficiencies. Even if you look at the Jets game, they gave up that big old pass and play. The Cheeto Woozy, mm-hmm. the safety never climbed over the top as well. I mean, that that was the game changer there. They lost by two points. If they never get that cheap touchdown, it's a different story. Uh, the Patriots game, 
the the, the phantom tripping calls. The the, the the not the quarterback, but the coordinator or Jason Garrett, whoever, in the monsoon said, okay, let's make it a prove-it game. Let's start throwing the ball. You know, Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott, that game was averaging five point, I believe, one or nine yards per carry. It was somewhere along those numbers. And they stopped running the ball. And they said, hey, hey, hey this is raining outside. Let's throw it. <laughs> That's what we do. We get we get scared once we start doing good. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, what I was thinking, um, as far as on the offense, I think uh, I think Joe and to be a, a breakout player on that side. Oh my side. goodness, yeah. Um, and on the defensive side, I just really don't know if they move Shadobi, maybe. But mm-hmm. I feel like Shadobi be there, but he it's not like he's gonna make a play or anything. He <laughs> he's there. Like Byron was in the pocket, but you know Shadobi, he's always in the area. And he kind of made me mad when he'll be making those those plays when he over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> a woozy. Shout out to you, Young Wilson, man, for making a donation to help grow the nation. He says, "Law, get the Nate, the get the night crew over to Spotify. You know, Spotify. Yeah. You know, Aloha. You know, I think Spotify is is growing really quick, man. I had to check him out." But but yeah, you you're right. I think Awuzie is one of those guys that's always around the ball, always close, but no cigar though. You not you not giving me nothing like that. We need them turnovers. We need turnovers <laughs> and takeaways, man. We do. Uh, what else you got for the show? Uh, that's a that's about it, there, man. I'm just uh, hoping hoping that we get a season, if anything, and um hoping that we get that uh, that thing out the way. And we can stop hearing all this mess. Nah, because I nah. know it's a you, you know, you know, it, it would never <laughs> happen with Jerry. You know, Jerry Wayne, yeah. he loves to put thing out there like, hey, okay, deadline make deals, and we're gonna squeeze mm-hmm. them, and and you guys can hold them, but we're gonna squeeze them, squeeze them and hold them, you know, and and that's what he does. That's just the nature of Jerry. And then I I did have that. I had a, a question. What you think about uh? You think we getting rid of Tyron Smith anytime soon? Hmm. Oh man, my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't man. know. You know, Ty, Tyron Smith his back is like a slinky. Uh, I just hope that he can hold up for one, two more years, and 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 we get this Super Bowl this year, and and, and maybe next year we find his replacement or something like that. The contract gonna be be in question though. Yeah, but we'll figure something out with this offensive line. But <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, man, that's all I need. It's good talking with you. Good talking to you too, as as, as well, man. Salute, bro. This is Sparta. Good call. All right, so I'm just gonna pause the phone line for a quick second just to speak my mind on a few things. Uh, I, I think. That, that we are so antsy about this this year. I think that we are so antsy about what we need to do with the NFL and, and uh, what happened in the previous years. I just have to tell people, man, just listen here. This will be a new flavor. This will be a brand new year. The things that we saw and we loved what we've seen, just, just add extra sauce to it. It's going to be better. It's flat out going to be better. I know that I may sound like a a guy that says homering this thing up, but we're gonna be better, baby. It just I just feel it, man. I just can't explain it, but I feel it. Six eight two two one four four zero eighty seven the number. Uh nine five six, you in the mix. 
Law Nation, how you doing? Man, the lunatic. Sure. Lunatic, what's good with you, fam? Doing great, doing great. Just want to remind Cowboys Nation, listen. McCarthy built the coaching staff the right way, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He looked at Kellen Moore said, wait a minute. In 2018, the Cowboys were ranked 22nd in yards. 22 in yards. Mm. Then you took a team and made him first in yards. I can work with that. Mm-hmm. I can mold you, give me some, put, give you, mentor you, give you some input, mm-hmm. and where we can set the offense on fire. He went over to defense, hired Mike Nolan, said you worked in 4-3, mm-hmm. you worked in 3-4, you can work hybrid. Hey, just do what you do, put our players in winning situations and mm-hmm. harass opposing offenses. Let me worry about the offense. Let me help Kellen Moore. Let me mentor him. And we're going to see it like Andy Reid in Kansas City and Shanahan in San Francisco. Players are going to be schemed open just by the way the play is set up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good read, misdirection, whatever. It's going to have an easy read for, for Dak. Get that throw out there. Mm-hmm. That's why I agree with the coaching staff. It starts with the coaching. It starts with the coaching. Getting them all on board, getting them on the same page, and believing in your philosophy. No more of this conservative game plan that Garrett had, playing to not lose the game. McCarthy, he's going to be playing to win the game. That's going to be a huge difference. Mm. Not, not, Not trying to keep everything safe. To not to lose the game, but play to win the game. I, I love that, and and I think that coaching plays a major role in that. And like you broke it down to everyone, is that basically, like I said earlier, this is going to be a brand new team. <laughs> it is. And special teams, he didn't have any connection mm-hmm. to Bones Fossil. There was no connection to him. There was no connection to Green Bay. But the Cowboys lured him, lured him away from St. Louis, and they got one of the most aggressive, creative special teams coach in the league. That'll help the worst, the worst part of our our team, which was special teams last year. They brought in Legatron. Mm-hmm. You know, signed the long snapper again for one more year, even though he was contemplating retirement. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in a little competition for punters, see what that does. Even those close games, you're thinking we are going to have an edge on that based on what the coach has already done. Mm. You bring them in, you coach them up, you let them compete, and then you unleash them on your opponents. We are going to be playing with a lead. We're going to be playing with a lead. That'll help the offense. That'll help the defense immensely. No more of this being outscored in the first half. No more slow starts. With those weapons, we're going to be exposing a lot of weaknesses on a lot of teams' defensive backfields. That'll give us the lead, and then we can run Zeke and shut the game out. So, so basically, we jump all over them, and we j- get the lead, and then then we just pound and ground uh, with with e- Ezekiel Elliott, with the young Tony Pollard. Exactly, exactly. With all the weapons we have, mm-hmm. with all the weapons we have, we can go 11 personnel, mix it up. Again, McCarthy had, what was that big running back? Lacey. Eddie Lacey. Mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy, yeah. you know, can you imagine what the the fourth pick 
overall running back will do, what he'll do with him. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I, I can just see him more and McCarthy because, I mean, what, what did Carr do? He just, he didn't, I don't think he count, mentored more. He just clapped. He just kept clapping. He mm-hmm. just kept clapping. McCarthy said, hey, let's, let's get a winning, let's get a winning formula that'll help you, that'll help me. That'll help both of us and this team win games. That's what's important. Man, you're putting too much facts out here, man. <laughs> People going to be like, hey, <laughs> who is this guy, man? Where is this show at? You know, but uh, you, 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 you're telling the truth right there. Uh, we had so many issues, whereas we know for sure that we're supposed to dominate a team, but we played down to the level of competition. We've seen that so many times. And then when we finally play a tough team, we play up to the level of competition. So we never knew what this team was going to showcase. It just seems as if, though, the, t- the games that we're supposed to win, we lose, and the game we're supposed to not win, we win, or we, we fi- figure out to be a fighting chance, but get to the fourth quarter, we do something stupid. So I'm glad that all of that stuff is gone, I, and, I'm, and I'm very, very proud of uh, Mike McCarthy going into this situation and looking at both sides of the coin. Let me find the best, like you said, special team guy. Oh, let me evaluate Kelly Moore, not just look at the situation and say, uh, let me bring in my own of- offensive coordinator, but look at it from the fact that, like you said, we was ranked, what, 22nd, 23rd, something like that in offense? 2018 in yards, yeah. and we went to first in 2019. What's the improvement? Flip side. Scoring. And you don't think McCarthy has a couple of points on that? Mm. My goodness, man. Oh, my goodness. What else you got for the show, man? <laughs> well, that's about it, Lonnie. That's why optimism is, is great. Optimism is great. McCarthy has said, give me the players. I'll make the system. I'll make them work. I'll mm. fit the scheme. It's exciting. It's exciting. Just hold on. We are going to be the team that is going to be feared in 2020. We're going to score on them, and we're going to stop them on defense because we're playing with that lead. I can't emphasize that enough. When you are playing with the lead, you get to attack. You get Mm -hmm. to be aggressive. Oh, INTs, sacks, they're going to be up. They're going to be way up because of that, just playing with the lead. My goodness, man. Good stuff, man. Really appreciate you. All right, Law. You have a great one. Have a great one, Cowboys Nation. There we go. This is Sparta! All right, so uh, 682-214-4087. All right, 972, what's new? You're live. And, of course, we're going to implement this right here. Uh, let me know when you are you ready uh, nine seven two. We're going to implement. Give me a few. Uh, I'm live. There we go. All right, you got four minutes. What's good? Talk to me. Hey, my, oh my bad. I'm just surprised because I've been calling you for like two months <laughs> trying to get through. I'm sorry about that, law. No, you good, no, man. But, you good. Oh yes. Uh, my name Jay Marley. Um, Marley World on YouTube. But I just want to say this, man. I'm People been saying like they antsy about this season, but honestly, I'm kind of relaxed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'll tell you why. Think about it. Coach Mike, man, he had, what, a year to sit back and analyze the players we mm-hmm. have. So, you know, to my 
I believe, I feel like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure he watched uh, film, you know, when he had to play us. So mm-hmm. he know what type of players we have, you know? He does. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that everybody he got rid of, he probably felt like, you know, he can't use them. And the people that he brought in, he know what they can do and what they can't do. Mm-hmm. So basically, if he just put everybody in that right position and utilize they 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 talent or whatever they good at, just utilize that and combine all of their talents into one, you'll do something. And that's on both sides of the field, defense mm-hmm. and offense. Yeah, uh, I think that he he will bring in uh, that type of uh, a mindset to to the nation, and and I think that this would benefit everybody, not just you know uh, uh, this is the morale of the team, but just the morale of the fan base because it be just we've been institutionalized. That's the only way I can put it, man. We institutionalized. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and you and you're right. You're right, and I um. Matter of fact, I heard you say that, you know, in your previous uh, lives and stuff like that. But hopefully with Coach Mike, he could just come in and know what they're good at and just let them, you know, play to the best of their ability. Yeah, you know, and he got um, Alex Smith just came back, am I correct, Alden Smith? Yeah, he came back into the mix, yes. And I think he's going to bring in yeah. a lot to the table. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just feel like it's going to take like two or three games. Just mm-hmm. to get the dust, just to get the uh, dust off. You know. Yeah, I want him to play all of the preseason games. <laughs> I know we need some evaluations of uh, of the other guys, but no, put that dog out there for all of the preseason game. Him and Randy Gregory. Let's figure this okay. thing out. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you're right, and you're right. But I, I'm just when I mean like two or three games, I mean like the real game. Because, you know, preseason, you know, they're not – I mean, they, they out there playing, but, you know, they kind of relaxed a little, as you can say. Oh, I, I used to see um, the Patriots, and I hate to use them as an example – Tom Brady playing the fourth preseason game. You, you People were like, well, wait a minute, what are they doing? They just won the Super Bowl, but they got Tom Brady out here. He's like 50 years old, and he's still playing all of the preseason games. Uh, but he just tried to get that rhythm going. Rhythm in football right. is everything. But I do know that, uh, you know, it's preseason and you can't get too high with your hopes up on preseason game. But it's something about learning and feeling that vibe of winning, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, because I'm telling you, I'm an 80s baby. So, you know, I still remember all the 94 ball. Uh, you got a quick uh, 16 seconds for the time kick out, man. But, but go oh, ahead. But, Oh, no, but, you know, I just want to say uh, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, thanks for giving me the time, you know, get some of my stuff out. Man, appreciate you, fam. Thank you so much for calling in to the nation. Salute, bro. Yes, Salute. New way do feature, man. I'm just gonna do the uh, the time thing, man. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, that's the timer. It's four. It's four minutes, and then the time will kick out. But uh, feel free to call in six eight two two one four four zero eighty seven. You got four minutes to speak your mind uh, with that time. Uh, Nine o three. What's good?
Call back 903. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, that's a new feature. Let me know if you guys like it or what have you. Uh, just four minutes. I think that's enough time to, to give people to speak their mind or, or heart, soul, and sinew and all of that stuff. We got Grand Prairie over here, 214. What's good? What's up, Lord Nation? How you doing? None to it, man. Talk to me. Yeah, I love the show, man. First time caller. First time caller. Okay, what's your what's your um uh, what's your name there, man? My name is Otis, man. I'm Otis. from Dallas, Texas. Okay, okay, okay. Appreciate you for calling in. How you feel about this team? How you feel about Ezekiel? How you feel about Tony Pollard and his new coaching staff? I love the Cowboys, man. I love every pieces, though. Mm-hmm. So I was calling in reference to. So people knocking on that press card, right? I got something to say. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear your thought process, okay? People don't understand football is business, mm-hmm. right? So people don't understand the Cowboys have made more money off of that press card than what they have paid him for four years, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't look at the jersey sale. Do they know how much money the Cowboys made? The past four years from certain that Prescott merchandise? Millions and millions, man. They made hands over fists, as they say. Okay, so think about it. They make all that money over four years. And how much did they pay that Prescott for the four years? Uh, close to four mil, you know. Uh, probably a little over three, but, but right at four. Okay, so why fans don't understand this man is looking out for his family. If these people make all these millions out of him for four years, and they sell other players because they couldn't pay him what he was, so now he's trying to make money, and why are people angry? He's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're making some good points there. Uh, here's the thing. The salary cap is a good wage between the fans, the players, and the owners. And the owners are making billions of dollars, right? They 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 the ones who bought the team financially. The fans invested in this thing emotionally, and the players put in their physical time, money, and everything else. And the problem is is that the salary cap makes justifications for said owners to get rid of players, keep certain players because of the salary cap. Now, it vilifies the players when they want to get paid just to, you know, just cause. Because if you think about it, Dak Prescott making only $4 million is peanuts compared to what golf made in his first four years, what Carson Wentz made in his first four years or what have you. So that's all he's trying to do. Is I, I don't think that it's him trying to put food on his table for his people. I think it's more so of his agent needing to say, okay, you are my client and I got to represent you the best way. I got to get you paid for what you worth and your value. I cannot sit out here and give you only peanuts, you know, out for a deal when you play for free basically for four, for the first four years. I know. So another thing, right, people also knock on that Prescott. Oh, he beat up on the NFC East. The division, it sucks. Mm-hmm. They don't have that. So, but look at Tom Brady for the past two decades. Look at the conference he was in. He beat his division all those years. They only needed probably about four or five wins to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about that. 
that division, I think the AFC Norfolk, they've been sucked for I don't know how many years. That Prescott won 40 games in four years, man. Cowboy fans should be appreciative. This dude is a winner. He can't play offense, defense, and special teams. He only do what he's asked to do. So why people can't appreciate what he has done for this team in four years? You know, it just... I just, I don't know, man. We as a fan, we're not being appreciative, you know. Most certainly, man. That's that's all the time you have for this uh, call. But I really appreciate you, brother. And I'll, I'll I'll pick up that question on the back end, okay? Appreciate you, fam. All right. Okay. Salute. Salute. All right, good call. This man. is Sparta! My thing is with this, 40 games he won, 24 he lost. Of course, quarterback gets all of the credit when we win, gets all the blame when we lose, okay? Uh, I understand that. But the, but the reality of it is that Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott agent, need to uh, realize this and say, okay, this is my client that I'm representing, and I got to put make sure that he get paid what his – market value is that's just the bottom line of it we would never understand it but the agent himself he got to represent other players and when this stuff goes sour or south and he's not giving his player or his client the best money or the best thing that, that that he can provide out there as far as contract negotiation it becomes a mud fest. It becomes mud slinging. It becomes fans getting emotional. The thing is, July the 15th is the deadline. Let me repeat, July 15th is the deadline. Just because you're dating someone or you're finna, get, finna propose to someone and you got the wedding date all set up and you guys love each other to the, to the sun, from the sun to the moon to the earth, you just don't, Say, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get married today. You know, some people do it in that fashion, but you want to do it in a celebratory way. I think that Jerry thinks of it in those factors. And why not Dak Prescott camp? It's no rush. The longer Jerry waits, the bigger the pie is going to become because you got possibilities of other players getting signed. That's just how it goes. All right, I'm going to open up the phone line again. But, man, I just had to put that out there for people to understand and realize. Contract negotiation should be done in private. Nevertheless, it's been displayed in public and people will have their opinions of it and make their speculations. And people got to eat. TMZ got to eat. Fox News got to eat. ESPN got to eat. They're going to make those articles. They're going to have people clicking on it and, and beyond. All right. So this is how it goes. Nine, five, six. You're in the mix. Talk to me. Of law. What's going on, man? What, what you got for the show? Look, man, um, I, I want to see what your take is on this. Um, there's a stat that bothers me, man. Um, the time of, time of possession stat. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, in, in previous years, I, I guess they uh, they celebrate the Cowboys because yeah, they won the time of possession because they, they run the ball, they run the ball, 15 15 to 20 plays just to get up the field. Um, and to me, time of possession doesn't win, win games. Points win games. True. And um, with this offense, man, high-powered offense, it will be a shame if they take 
17 to 20 plays to get down the field just to kick a field goal. And, uh, you know, winning the time of possession, but then the, the score doesn't reflect that. Um, I don't know what your, what's your take on that. Well, <clears throat> time of possession uh, style of play is y- you're trying to cover up something. It's the reason why women make, wear makeup, you know. Reason why, you know, guys try to get, you know, fly with their haircut, you know, making sure that they cover up the inefficiencies, you know, uh, or, or add certain things to make it appear something different. So that's what time of possession really means to me. When you plan it so safe that you're scared to expose hey, your defense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the problem is with that, with time of possession, with that thought track, if you do not put up money on the board, if you're not out there scoring drive for drive, and if it's a quick three and out and you expose your defense, the Dallas Cowboys, since uh, I believe, I, I want to say 2013, 14, or what have you, just wasn't good against the run. They didn't have that big run plug inside. But what people will say is, nah, law, look at the stats, look at the stats. But stats can be misleading as well because – if teams if teams are looking at it as a pass happy league and they're trying to throw to keep up with you and you so happen to be efficient with scoring the ball, then they don't find a reason to run. Correct. <laughs> so so Correct. that's why the numbers can be misguided. And what exposed the Cowboys, in my opinion, in the two thousand and sixteen game, I believe. I think it was 2016. Mm-hmm. Was it 2016? What year was it? 2000 and yeah, that was that, that was for sure one year that no uh, no 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 16 and then 18. It was the 18 year. It was 2018. Yeah. I, I think that game, yeah. the Colts game, exposed us because they knew for sure that Marlon Mack said, "Okay, I'm gonna run it. I'm gonna run the rock on them." And and they was able mm-hmm. to get the ball up the middle, the field. yeah, up the up middle, the gut. up the gut, up the gut, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the Ram, Rams game took that same page and said, okay, let me repeat this poor favor. Please let me repeat this, and that's exactly what they did. They Correct. ran the rock on us, and we couldn't stop the bleeding. Oh, I, I was specifically referring more like an offense, you know, just running uh, three yards and then another four yards and then three yards. Yeah, we might get a first down, but it's just like a ten yard advance. And then another little pass for four yards and, and so on. It takes forever. Um, just, yeah, you, you, you're winning the time of possession, but can we just go, you know, three yards and then boom, 21 yards. And then another four yards and then boom, you know, just go go for the, like, like Lunatic said, just got tech mode. None of this safe stuff. Just, just, we, 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 we got the, we got, we got the players. We got the skill players. We we got the uh, line. Just, let's let's go for the kill. Let's let's go for the kill. Yeah, we might get an interception here and there, but that shouldn't um, defer us from just uh, uh, taking advantage of what we got. That's yeah. what I think. And, and and trust me, playing is safe is good in certain factors. But I want the team to be radical a little bit. I want the team to say, okay, yeah, yeah you turf. punt the ball to me. Turf. Yeah, yeah, you punt the ball to me. Remember, yeah. we used to always fair catch, fair catch. Look, if you go back to the Minnesota Vikings thing. game, fair catch, fair catch. 
No. Yeah, with with Beasley, with Beasley. Yeah, yeah just 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 to catch it, just 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 to say we catch it and we didn't fumble it. Like there's just playing it too safe. The whole game just gets on my nerves. Law. Mm. Sorry about that, man. Just put some skill players. Put Pollard in there. Yeah, again, he might muff a punt, maybe here or there, or whoever. But I mean, he might score three or four touchdowns a year. Who knows? Um, just in attack. I, I just think attack mode all the time, man. Attack mode. Keep the keep the other teams honest and and just and um, just worried about us. Most certainly, man. That's all the time you, yeah, that you've been. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I know. I got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Well, what's good, though? If we lose, if, if we lose trying, we lose, man. But don't none of this safe Garrett stuff, man. It just got on my nerves. Yes. All right. Appreciate you, man. Good call. I'll give you a war right. call, fam. Bye. Appreciate you. Bye. Salute, bro. Good call from him, man. Good call, man. Uh, he deserves. This is Sparta. Hey. We, I just think that we still feel that we we are that team, you know, fair catching every ball, you know, playing it real safe. Two oh two, you're live on the nation. What's good? Talk to me. Hey, what's going on, Law? No man, it's your world, man. Talk to the nation, man. Let people know how you feel about this team and everything else. Oh, what's up? It's G2 Wavy. And I, um, I want to address two things. I want to address the topic, um, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And then I want to address um, the time of possession, the last caller was talking about. Okay. Last year, a common thing was we got outscored first half basically every game. Mm-hmm. You can't run time of possession doing that. It, it, it like that. It's thrown out the window. Like, if you're down, mm-hmm. how do you expect to run the ball? You can't play time like normally the winning team will always win time time possession anyways. It's a common theme because the the losing team is gonna have to throw their way back in it. And if you're always throwing the ball, you're gonna lose time possession. Like cause, like that's kind of how that works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, I was trying to say like um, what was Ezekiel Elliott, um, and Tony Pollard. I think like so. I, I don't know if it's just me, but Ezekiel Elliott's best part of his career, like from high school to collegiate level now, um, I think his best his best um, stage in his career was in college. Like, do you agree with me or no? Or no? Like his best collective, his best, like pro- like product production. Like he, he was like a star player. Like his his best overall. I think it, I think it was in college. Yeah, that, that's the level of competition and things like that that you have to factor in, and and the, and the team yeah. that 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 he had surrounded or around him, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he did. But he, he was elusive, fast, and all that good stuff in college. But, but go ahead. But like a common theme, like when he was in college, was like the zone run scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, and like, do you think like we don't. This, like the runs he used to run in college, they used to best like home run, forty yard runs. But we don't run that like in the Dallas Cowboys organization. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's why I, I was, uh, you know, big fan of uh, Urban because I thought that if we were to get him, maybe we can bring some graces back to to the strength of this team, the offensive line and the running back. But they they went other ways, and I kind of like I'm like I was in the middle of the road with Mike McCarthy at first. 
But then when I started looking yeah. up his tape and I started looking at his philosophy and the pieces that he brought to the table, opposed to what Urban would have done, of, of, of what's the uh, kid from uh, OU? What's his coach name? The young guy. Got his name. Um, uh, y'all hear me out. Um, you you talking about the uh, run game coordinator? No, 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 no. The head coach, oh. uh, Lincoln Lincoln Riley, I Lincoln believe. Riley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that they, they those guys don't have no NFL experience on the opposite side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So meaning that we would probably would have had Urban and we would have probably had a uh, a Lincoln, but we would have kept Chris Richard or or Rob Marinelli, which would have been still mm-hmm. the same problems. I like the fact that we looked at everything and say, okay. Let's bring in a guy that we know for sure, you know, that's got NFL experience. And if he can't find a way, he, he'll find someone else that can find a way, you know. And and that's what I like about that. And I think that Ezekiel Elliott will get back to the graces of what he was running like his, you know, college years and first first few years here with the Dallas. What, what type of run scheme does, um, does Mike McCarthy run, like a zone or um... – like a power run scheme, which one? Well, that I don't know for sure. I, I don't okay. know whether or not – I can only talk talk about it from the confines of what Skip Peak is going to bring, what he like for his running backs to do. And with the second year with Kelly Moore, we, 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 we get mad at Scott Lenahan, but Scott Lenahan at least changed some of the philosophies of the team. And I think that Scott Lenahan was a better – uh, caller of plays as it relates to running the ball, you know. I'm going to give you some yeah. more time, man. I know the time already uh, escaped us, but I'm going to give you some more time. Go ahead. Oh, um, my fault. I think, like, with Scott Linehan um, mm-hmm. and Kellen Moore, obviously, I think Kellen Moore is probably, like, the better coordinator going into the future. But they're, they're, last year, they're still using the same play. Like, in, uh, Kellen Moore put some twists on it, like, with the free snap motion and stuff, keeping up with, like, it, it was basically a modern day Scott Linehan playbook. True. I mean, I mean, because Jason Garrett, it's Jason Garrett's playbook at the end of the day. Just like, just like on Madden, it's his playbook. It, it's, <laughs> it's not Kellen Moore's playbook. He doesn't draw those plays. He just chooses them, and he can. I guess I'm, I assume he can edit them or like you know make some changes to them. But basically, we, we were seeing the same plays that Scott Linehan was running, just called at different times with different flavors. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Rearranging different. the furniture on the Titanic, basically, and that's what exactly yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, it's indeed. Yeah, exactly. but that's all. That's all, that's all I had to say. I'm not trying to take up too much of your time. No, man, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in, man. I uh, wish I have a way no I can problem. say the number in here so I can keep your name. But two o two G two wavy, man. Really appreciate you, fam. Salute. No problem. Good have a good night. You as well. Good call from him, man. I'm giving a war call, man. Um, good point too, man. Great, great explanations of a very thing. Nine oh three, what's good with it? Nine oh three, you're live. This is Sparta. Yeah, I had to give a, a a war call to my last caller, man. But what's good, man? Talk to me. <laughs> Man, I just want to talk to, well, first, uh, my name is Jay. Man, I've been rocking with you for, you know, since the beginning. When it was like Law Nation TV or Law Law TV Talk, Log Talk Radio, that's what the name was. 
Man, I remember <laughs> when uh, I think one of your pages on Facebook got hacked or something. And oh, wow. I think you went to Law Nation 2 for a little bit, and I don't know if you switched <laughs> back over. But, man, I just wanted to touch on a couple points. I want to touch mm-hmm. on the roster. Okay. Uh, talk about, you know, who some guys you think that, you know, can step up and make it or, you know, some guys that may get cut mm-hmm. that we didn't expect. But I really think, man, that Worley, we just got, uh, I think Diggs mm-hmm. is going to start. I All also right. feel like uh, I'd like to see Tyler Badass, man, come in and, you know, get the starting job over Connor, uh, Bo Connor, <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> because, man, I don't know. I, when I look at Connor Williams, man, he just don't got it. Uh, we, we've had a couple of years of him, man, and he just gets bullied. I'd like to see what Connor McGovern could come in at the left guard position and see what he can do. I'd also like to see, uh, you know, just Tyler Badass, man. I like. I feel like it's better to put a guy in who is comfortable and knows the position rather than, you know, kind of investing in. I know McGovern played it, too, in college. They right. say uh, maybe he started at, like, 16 games or something or 14 games, something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'd be better for Tyler Badass to go in and, man, just, just make an impact. I'm ready for us to get back to that, uh, you know, zone running team where, you know, we're bullying people like 2014 day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, One thing, yeah, the efficiency oh, sorry, in 2014 was pretty good with the quarterback, you know, moving the ball. And uh, they also did a lot of running for that to happen. Uh, I, I do know that even the efficiency level was there, but the, the yards wasn't there. I think that Tony Romo only had like two. 300 yards that year that year but go ahead right man i i also man i want to see um i just want to talk about some formation changes man okay. uh i on the show earlier you were talking about Odawale, uh you know just being the fullback and mm-hmm. you know to me he just doesn't seem like he got it man and i, I know it's easy to be a couch coach <laughs> right. but uh <laughs> man i'd like to see uh you know, some dual RB action, man. You you put Zeke in sometimes at the fullback position and uh, TP in the back because we all know Zeke can, can lay a hit. Yeah, he plays some so, fullback and uh, he also plays some slot stuff in, in college. So, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Zeke can lay a hit. Mm-hmm. So, man, we get into the red zone and, you know, you put Pollard in, you put Zeke in at fullback and – and Dag, man, you don't know if we're going to QB power. You don't know if we're going to run that triple option. You know, you could also run from Matt. Uh, Zeke got good hands. Pollard got good hands. I mean, I, I don't I don't see why we don't try to get more, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm happy with Jason Garrett being gone because I'm tired oh of a goodness. vanilla offense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, we, we we did so much twelve personnel, you know, with the two tight ends and the run, one running back, and uh, what we wanted to see, like when you said personnel, I, I think that we see more twenty two, twenty. I mean, to say you know, or, or even twenty one, with the two back sets, and and maybe we get exotic in a sense, whereas uh, we can see some of those things out there where we can say, man, we didn't see this before, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I think that it's versatile in a sense, whereas instead of just having Ezekiel Elliott as the running back, you can line up in 20 personnel and the feature back will be P- Tony Pollard and you motion Ezekiel Elliott into the slot instead of all the way to the outside. It can be so many crazy things we can do like that. 
man, and, and we didn't take, you know, the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people forget, man, I know I may be running at a time, but a lot of people forget uh, Mike McCarthy had Eddie Lacy and James Stark. So this guy knows something about running the football. Yeah. So I definitely am excited to see what Ezekiel Elliott, how he can flourish. And, you know, mm-hmm. man, I'm the biggest Dak Prescott supporter there is. So hate to <laughs> hate to hear you know, the hate against him, but man, I think he's earned every penny of his contract. Yeah. But, but it wouldn't be the Cowboys if we don't stretch things out, man. What else you got, yeah. man? What, what are the parting ways, you, words you got for, for right now? <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, re- really all I got left is just, um, I really think Mike McCarthy's going to come in here and, you know, change the culture like he said he was. And, um, Man, really, that's like all I got. I appreciate, you know, time to be on the show. Thank you so much, man. I'll give you a war chant in a few. Salute, bro. Have a great one. You as well. Good call from the 903, man. Calling in was good stuff, man. First time caller. Hey, we 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 roll it. Y'all want to go into to some more overtime? You guys, <laughs> you guys got the energy? Let me know. 509, what's on your mind? <laughs> Talk Hello? to me. Talk to me. How you doing? My name is America. I'm calling from uh, state of Washington, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. Man, that's good. That's good right there, man. Uh, appreciate you for calling in. Hey, turn turn your radio man. down just a little bit. Just a little okay. bit. Turn it all okay. Okay. Down. Okay. Can you, yeah. sir? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have like three I have like three questions for you though. Mm-hmm. It's your flow. You got you got three minutes and forty seconds. It's all, all yours. Right. I won't I won't interrupt you. The first one's though. What do you think we're gonna do with Tony Pollard though? How can we use him in our offense? Um, I, I think you, yeah. you, he's versatile in the sense you can put him in slot and you can make him the feature back at times. I think that it would be better for to have him in the backfield and Ezekiel in the back backfield at multiple times. Okay, and my second question is that um. Do you think we're gonna sign Jamal Adam though? Because I hear there's a rumor that we're looking to get him. Don't know if it's true. I don't want to get too excited, you know. Mm. Uh, I I don't think that it will happen anytime soon. I think that they will go the course of signing Dak Prescott first. Wait this thing out with Jamal Adams. Figure figure out how the season start off first, and if things don't go the way they wanted to go then they 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 would re-interview uh that that situation but outside of that I think that they really focus on the guys that they got and my last big question is there Prescott like is we gonna sign him are we gonna get a big contract because I heard he got like off of like 175 million for five years four to five guaranteed I don't know if that's true, if that's a rumor that's up, but I'm well, kind of getting excited. For... <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just kind of getting excited for him, you know, because that's the, he'll be the highest paid quarterback in the league more than Tom Brady. Mm, I think that the guaranteed numbers uh, is is what we need to look at, and if you take 35 uh, times five, you get 175. 
Uh, so so that's what happened there. Uh, it's just the same news that was rehashed again in a different format. And by it being the Cowboys, everybody jumped on that, you know. But this is the thing. It's, it's not the fact that he turned that deal down. It's not the fact that he accepted. It could be a situation where, where he countered, you know, and he might have said, okay, uh, if you guys are going to give me the fifth year on this contract, can I get a little bit more guaranteed? Or can we get to four-year deals at this number, at 37? So that that is what I believe what's going on, and there's no rush to it. They, they, they probably look at it and say, well, deadline make deals. We'll re-interview this, or we'll re-intervene this at July the 4th or July the 5th or 6th or what have you. And that's just a waiting game. That's what Jerry likes to do. Yeah, it is kind of scammy now, dude. Uh, we we need him. We need we need his butt out there picking up this offense, going through virtual training. Uh, I think that also COVID played a role in this, as well as the um, you know the death of his brother. I mean, yes. you really don't want to go into negotiation. When somebody's grieving, you know, and saying, hey, man, can you call me? Let's go over this contract. And you're like, dog, you're not letting me grieve, you know? So that could be a situation, too. And that's, I, I called you, like, you know, six times. And I mm-hmm. finally got through on like the seventh time, actually. Yeah. Uh, what, what I'm going to uh, do, what I'm going to do is for, for you all is uh, I do have the teleconference number, whereas uh, it, it'll keep everybody in queue and, and it's, yeah. it's a better way. Uh, for for a massive phone call, especially when the volume is high or traffic is high, uh, I will try to do that. But this number, you can also text me. So if you ever have an yeah. ideal or a link to something, just shoot me a text at six eight two two one four four zero eighty seven. And when the season starts, we will uh, have the conference number. It will be a number you call and you type in the code. And that's what I used to do long, long time ago. But you okay, know. but but we'll do we'll and do I, another way so you can stay in queue. So you I don't want to take up too much of your time though. But yeah, this this out here, this it, yeah. Going, this is all yeah. This 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 I I see this every year, and I'm always get disappointed. But we have the best team ever with the best coaching staff, better than Jason Garrett ever did. I never liked him anyway, so I was cool. <laughs> right. No, he he. I I just don't like he spits and claps on the sideline all the time, and. Mm-hmm. That's, that's but I ain't gonna take much of your time though. But thanks for taking my call though, man, and we'll be the Super Bowl champs this year. Most certainly, man. We we will, man. I love it, man. You speaking yes. it into existence, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you, bro. Really do. Okay, thank you, Law Nation. Shalute, bro. Okay. Five oh nine. That was a good call, man. From him. Hey, he gonna get a war call for that one, man. Um, yeah. How y'all feel about the conference call? Y'all like that better? Yes. Or you guys can still still call it this way, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna keep the fall lines open for right here. 682-214-4087 is the number. And just speak your mind. Let's get this thing going. My dog Jay Reese, man, what you doing still up, man? What are you talking about? Hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's saying that uh, Dak Prescott came out with a statement. If they can't afford me, they need to send me to a team that can't. I, I think that that's more so of uh, 
<clears throat> he said leak recording. You know, people send me text messages all the time. Um, I think that it's more of a farce, man. I, I don't think that that Dak Prescott even talking those factors. If they can't afford me, then they need to send me to a team that can. Uh, Dak Prescott on the leaked recording conversation. I, I would love, I would love to uh, hear that recording conversation. Jerry Reese, man, if you got that recording conversation, send it over to me. Uh, he, he was pretty much saying that Dak Prescott have a leaked conversation with Jerry Jones saying, or a leaked conversation with somebody saying, if they can't, if they can't afford me, <laughs> then uh, send me to a team that can. I just don't think, and I and I heard some people say, what about Dak Prescott and gone and and what about Andy Dalton and and a Jamal Adams would you guys do that opposed to a Dak Prescott because you you can't have the the, the three there you know Um, let me know if you guys feel any of that because me personally I, I just don't think that Andy Dalton day one would be a person that can look at this team and say okay I automatically I automatic got chemistry with Coop I automatically got chemistry with um, 870. What's good? I automatically got chemistry with, with Michael Gallup. So there's so many loose ends on this thing. Talk to me, man. Yo, Lo, how you doing? Man, shoot, your voice deeper than mine, man. What's good with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a long-time listener, man. I, you know, I actually go back to the ice bowl, so, you know, I've been around for a while. Wow. Yeah, but uh, what I was calling about is uh, – I just think we should really work on getting our special teams together because we have a great offense. And mm-hmm. the way I see it, we shouldn't have to be going to the the field to try to score. You know, we can get around the 40 or 50 or something like that. You know, uh, we can put more points on the board, you know. It's yeah. uh, something we really need to do, you know. I've seen a team, what's his guy's name? Is it Desmond Howard? Remember mm-hmm. him uh, for the yeah, Green Bay? Yes. You, since you go all the way back, <laughs> well, that's not all oh, the way yeah. back, but but that's back further enough. Yeah. Special teams played played a major major role for them to win that Super Bowl, right? Or or for them to get in good graces to get to the Super Bowl, flipping the field, you know. And right. The one Super Bowl. Well, let me say it this way: the one playoff victory that Dak Prescott secured was because we had a guy named Tavion. That's what Jerry Wayne called him. Tavion Austin in that Seattle Seahawks game. He flipped the field right. two times, I believe. And playing wow. on a short field, you know, is a different story starting all the way back at the 80, you know, or, or, or close to your own yard line if it's a punt, you know, starting at the 10. So I, I think that bone fossil – looking at this thing and saying, okay, how can I improve this team in every factor? You know. Right. 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 We, we know we definitely need that. That way it keeps the strain off, you know. And um, that, that that way, you know, the um, I think being aggressive with the mm-hmm. type of corners we have in the coaching is going to help in that regard too. So it's just, you know, you listen to all the pundits and mm-hmm. they – they acted like we, we have the same coaching staff. This is the new year, you know, right. and uh, 
it's just, uh, I don't know, man. There's so much hate out there, but that's part of being America's team. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah. the, just like we, the collective fans, are used to the Jason Garrett way, used to the Jason Garrett drafting, used to the Jason Garrett philosophies and beyond, I think the media is as well, you know. <laughs> I think they are used to the Cowboys just being all hyped up and talked about. And this right. is what this is what they just used to, to to seeing. So that's what they I guess result to saying to themselves. The Cowboys are just the old the same old Cowboys. Right, right. I mean, uh, you know, I I just want to say this too before I get off is the fact that after all the years I know there may be other people may feel different, but I've watched them for a number of years. And uh, to me, these first three receivers we have now, I actually think they're the best I've, I've seen, to, you know, three receivers like this we've ever had, I believe, because they they both have so many things to offer, you know, and uh, it's, that's, that's murderous role trying to go against those three guys and then have Zeke in the backfield or either Pollard or you have a variety of, formations or different things you can do but when you go 11 personnel that's really going to be rough you know really going to be very hard to stop you know yeah uh, i think the the 11 personnel and 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 just being able to have now the tight end that can vertically stretch this thing out Uh, i recall the saints game you know drawing the big plate in that game stretch the stretch the defense out because he can vertically run the inside route runs there because they know for sure that they were rolling coverage on Amari Cooper's side. That was what they were doing all game. And I was sitting there saying, just as a a guy who played the sport, look, let's continue. Let's continue to attack that part of the field. But we didn't. (laughs) And that's true. I mean, you know, uh, and if you look at Jarvin, of course, you know, Giants are great, but he, he owns the Giants. Um, Mm -hmm. He, he, I mean, on average, he usually have at least two touchdowns against them each time they play games like, you know? Right. And uh, they, they don't have an answer for him. But, yeah, if they allow him to do like you say there, you know, uh, uh, and, I mean, it's, it won't be much doubling because, you know, you have to pick your poison now, you know? Right. You, you yes. do. You got to really pick your poison. And if you're going to roll coverage one way, you got to understand that it's going to be one-on-one until the outside the other way. And that's why uh, Gallup ate. And that's why even uh, Cobb ate last year. It's just that he didn't capitalize on a lot of things because of rust factor. He was coming off of an injury, for crying out loud. People was already saying that he's washed. And he resurrected his career, basically, with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, if you notice, he got some bad calls, too, on, on him there. Uh, I mean, I, I saw those, man. I said, no, nah, that's, that's just ridiculous. How, how they let that go by like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just funny. Yeah. But um, anyway, look, I don't. I won't allow some of the others to, to, to get on the line, but I appreciate you taking my call, okay? Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in to the nation, man. Salute, bro. Salute. Mm-hmm. Good call from the 870. Uh, I like when people jump in, speak their mind, speak what they got on their heart and chest. And, and and that is what this thing is all about, right? Speak in your mind. And and I think that this team is new. It's a new flavor. It's a new feel. I know a lot of people going to say, law, no, 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 no. It's still got Jerry out there. But this year we've seen 
Jerry with some constraints. <laughs> We've seen Jerry not being everywhere. And of course, you can blame it on the uh, the factor of what we got going on in this country. But I just think that this team is a whole lot better. 501, you're live. You're live on the nation, 501. What's going on, man? Can you hear me? Yes, indeed, man. Uh, talk to me. What's what's on your mind? I just want to switch it up a little bit, man. I just want to ask you about the, uh, the division opponent. It's, uh, you know, um, Redskins, Giants, and, and the Eagles. You know, out of those three teams, which one do you think, you know, has improved the most? Um... The team that improved the most to me is is the Washington team. I, I think that they got a, a solidified their defense. They got a better coach. I think that that coach is a hard-nosed guy. He's going to bring a lot to the table as it relates to that. And they can do this other factor. They can run the ball. Now, if they run it back and stay healthy, I'm talking about guys. If he can stay healthy, and I think they got the other guy named Love. I think that that's, yeah. that that team is going to surprise a lot of people. I think they are. I just got if they can figure out the quarterback over there in Washington land, they they may be the team that we have to worry about. Yeah, that's, I've seen the same thing. You know, they they got well, Super Bowl contending coach, I guess you say. Uh, and, and another thing, I mean, what, what do you think about Dawson Schultz as far as being the third tight end? Are we keeping him, or are we going to try to just run with the, the, the Bell brothers, the Blake brothers? I think the Bell Dozer, he's going to be the second tight end, of course. I think Jarwin is going to solidify himself as the first or the number one tight end. And uh, Schultz, I mean, all through training camp last year, Everybody, we had a guy named Cody. Um, dog, we had a his name was Cody. I want to say he McIntyre. Was, he wore like eighty-eight or something. Like that. Uh, he yeah, wore I eighty-four. Like no, he wore eighty-four. He wore eighty-four. Okay. Uh, y'all help me out, man. He he showed a he. He showed up in yeah, training like camp. You know, he did he did play better, but they played the politics game. They got him up out of there, and. I just think that Schultz may be on the on the thinnest sheet of ice. Right. Like I said, I mean, it, it goes – to me, he still hasn't got any stronger. You know what I mean? As far as blocking and things like that. I mean, he's going on, what, fourth year. Like, man, he, he still ain't improved to me. You know, he can, he can get a feel, but as far as uh, blocking, you know, he got to improve on that, man, so he can open up those lanes. He's, he's a good blocker, though. He's a good blocker and, you know, got decent hands, but he's very slow and, and you know, his hip's not that great. So we'll figure out what Schultz would do, though. Yeah. Like I say, man, I was just calling, chiming in. Everybody pretty much asked all the questions I wanted. I was just trying to see who's going to answer the phone. <laughs> yeah, I, I, got, I got to. I got to. Uh, yeah, yeah. McElroy, that's his name. Cody McElroy, as David Jenkins would say. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. I think that's his name. And charge it to my head. Appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. All right, no problem. I'll get back to work now. (laughs) All right, salute. Uh, That's a good call from the 501. 
on his night job or morning job calling in to the nation. That's what I'm talking about. Look, this may be a common thing that I do on Friday nights, man. Just call you, well, pull, pull up these tapes and go over some old film and and um, and just do some things like this, you know, at night, you know, uh, why why people are are sleeping, right? <laughs> yeah, six eight two two one four. Four zero eighty seven. I'll put the number. Somebody actually, what's what's the number? Law. You know, you can text this number. You can call this number at any time, and hopefully, six zero one. What's good? You're live. Six zero one. Yo, what's up, Law? What's good with you, man? Talk to me. Man, I've been listening to your show, and just want to know. Just want to let you know that y'all doing a good job and stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I really like the content that you're bringing and stuff like that. But what I call to get out my chest is really talking about that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I'm from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. You what know, part? What part right of Mississippi? Oh, uh, I'm from Forest, Mississippi. Forest, Mississippi. Yeah. Okay, good old uh Dr. Longmire, right? Yeah. The yeah. late great Dr. Longmire, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I'm calling cuz like what I don't understand is everybody be tripping about paying that Prescott mm-hmm. and talking about that uh we should move on and use Andy Dalton, but what I don't understand is if we play Andy Dalton, and let's say that <clears throat> we go to the NFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, right? Is we gonna really want to pay Andy Dalton forty million dollars nation? <laughs> like, come on now, these people like <laughs> they ain't even thinking about stuff like that, man. This man right. is on a one year deal as the backup, three million dollars now, and you want to put him in? And risk losing the man that's been there, mm. putting in the work. I I don't get it, law. I really don't. The, the the craziest thing of it all is that it's a whole wait and see factor. Um, and Andy Dalton, he, he is a guy that I can say he's he's not a Brandon Whedon, you know, and he's not a Matt Castle. Nevertheless. He's not one of those top tier quarterbacks. He's not like a Matthew Stafford nor a Ryan, uh, uh, whatever the guy, Matt Ryan over there in, in uh, Atlanta land, you know. So, yeah. my, and his arm, people fail to realize his arm is not what it used to be. It's not, when I look at his film, those out patterns, that's the reason why he had three pick sixes, you know, last season. Exactly. Because he exactly. can't get that ball out to the edge there. So, it's going to be things like that, whereas you you will say to yourself, yes, you can say this and that. He never played on a team like the Dallas Cowboys, but the lights are bright. This is going to be, what, five primetime games. It's going to be a situation where he got to acclimate himself with Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, Jarwin, even the center exchange from the center to the quarterback. There's a lot of things that he got on his table. You know, there's a lot of stuff that he got to digest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And 
they want to just give all it up for something that you know could be the sure thing next year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Dak been on the rise since he got to the league. Yeah. He's been every year he improved in some category. And every year, you know, he became better in, in certain factors too. So it, it, it's, I, I hate to say it though, but it, it, it's a crazy situation for the Cowboys to be in. But I think that they will, they will pay him, you know. Yeah, I think they're going to get the deal done. And I'm real optimistic about this season. I mean, mm. I ain't going to get no big high hopes because, you know, I know everything. You know, everything got to come together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, but I think I think we on a good we on a good path. I think everything gonna come together and everything gonna click. No, certainly, man. I I do feel the same way from the six oh one in this house, man. <laughs> I appreciate you, love, man. Appreciate you, man, brother. Yes, right. indeed. Salute, bro. All right, bro. Yeah, what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. 601. I'm going to give him a war call, man. Um, <clears throat> I appreciate when you guys call in. Always a pleasure. Always a plus, man. Um, especially those. This is Sparta! Especially those from Mississippi, baby. <laughs> uh, 972, call in. Let's see. I hope, I hope this is you. 972. Nine seven two. What's new? Talk to me. Nine seven two is you. Yo. Talk to law? me. Yeah, yeah, you're live. Hey, law, answer the phone. What's up, law? <laughs> yeah, what's good with you, man? Talk to me. All right, I'm just, I just want to talk about this Dak Dak contract, mm-hmm. man. You you think he deserves forty five in the last con, the last five year of the contract forty forty five now? Yeah, but that's been that's been something that was thrown out was false. But if you break down the numbers, if you break down the numbers, it would been average out at thirty seven a year, uh, and that's where the direction is going for all of the quarterbacks. Believe it or not. Mm, I don't. What What do you think? What What do you think if we if we we let Dak go, we 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 sign we sign a Cam Newton, we we get a we get a, a Jamal Jamal Adams, we you know what I'm saying? We just let Dak go. And I'll, I'm gonna hang up now and see what what you want to think, but let Dak go and just see if we pick up a Cam Newton or a, just see where it goes. And that's. <laughs> That's playing with monopoly money, though. You know, just playing with false hopes because we know what we got out of Dak Prescott. Every year since 2016, I know I sound like a Dak Prescott apologist, but, you know, it, the facts are the facts. You, you're going to let a, a quarterback go that's 40 and 24 for Cam Newton, and every year Dak Prescott played in the National Football League, he beat Cam Newton out in stats and statistics alone. So it, it's one of those things whereas we will have to say to ourselves, why play Russian roulette? Cam Newton could be everything. Cam Newton could be the guy that could be like the Joe Montana of the Dallas Cowboys. But the reality of it is that it's so far away from that. 
And when I look at it like this, too, when you talk about Cam, oh, Cam, the day he walk in with that Medea outfit, Texas is going to eat him alive. He can't walk around Texas with Medea outfit. <laughs> but but that's a story of a different day you see uh i i love cam i love what he brings to the table but not for the dallas cowboys now if we want to go with the situation of looking and, and trying to say okay we're going to pinch our tent on uh andy dalton i can feel where fans are coming from on that nevertheless you don't know how he's going to perform in primetime games. It's so many things that can go wrong with that. What if what if Andy is John Kitna, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys? What if he turned into a Kyle Orton, you know, for the Dallas Cowboys? I recall a lot of Cowboys fans saying, hey, John Kitna is better than Tony. Oh, Kyle Orton is better than Tony. You know, so there, there's so many things that can go south with that. And I just don't want my quarterback that's went 40 and 24 with Jason Garrett as their head coach. So uh, I, I was I was listening to Vaj Lombardi's show, and I think it was a couple of weeks ago that he said, he, he asked this question, either you think that Jason Garrett was a brilliant head coach for them to go 40 and 24 or you think Dak Prescott is trash or you think Dak Prescott is a brilliant player and Jason Garrett was trash it can't be both (laughs) it can't be both 40 and 24 that's just the situation at hand I'm gonna open up the phone lines again but I just had to put that out there though you know I just got to, I just had to put that out there. But I, I love the call. I love objectivity. I don't think that we all should think alike. I don't think that we all should should love the same type of ice cream or the same cooking. I just believe that that we all have unique opinions. But nevertheless, facts are facts. Four eight zero. What do you know? Law. Yeah, turn man. your radio down. Jeez, turn bro. your radio down. What's good, man? I, I, I went in another room. I went in another room. Time, yeah, man. You, good, bro. Bro. you good, you good, bro. All right, hey. Last dude was a straight. Um, not to be mean or nothing, but he don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> Let go of Dak. Come on, man. Were you crazy? Yeah. We'll be, we'll be uh, rebuilding again, right? I mean, <laughs> right. What, what the hell? Like you said, Law, what'd you say? We're going to be playing with what? Monopoly money? Monopoly. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's that's straight ludicrous, bro. That I mean, pay that man. That man's been getting better every year. Every year, Law. Every year. <laughs> Improve. Every year, man. This man has been getting better, man. Shut my door. They gone. Please, I'm on the phone, son. Every year, Law. Mm. Man, what is wrong with our, our fans, bro? Like, come <sighs> on, 45? Shit, pay him 48, 49. <laughs> he deserved it. They don't know by the end of the time. Okay, what, five years long? He, he mm. won 45 the fifth year, supposedly. We don't even know if that's true, man. But mm. the the cap goes up. But hell, by five years, how much the cap will be in what? I remember I remember people losing their minds when Car Brothers signed a $25 million contract. Remember that? It was like, man, yes, that brother getting paid. And then all of a sudden, yeah. uh, Aaron Rodgers was like, he didn't he didn't pitch a tent. He just said, you know what? 
I'm finna, I'm finna really get paid when they paid him 25. I'm finna get paid. Let me show you how to do it. Aaron was, <laughs> was sitting in the cut, man, be like, I'm gonna show you how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Feel me? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, enjoy your content, man. You, the youngster with the uh, light skinned dude. I forget his name all the damn Skywalker, Skywalker. Steel with the new yeah, feel. Man, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, love y'all content, man, and uh, and uh, the other brother too. Uh, uh. big game, Jay. Donation, donation, yeah, donation, donation, yeah, donation. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Donation, man. Yeah. But I called in last time, man, and uh, every time I-, I check you out a lot, I really look at you, man, and uh, you be on TikTok doing that fame, man. I'm the one that said fame, <laughs> <laughs> fame. That's what yeah, a lot of yeah. people sounded like, man. They looking for fortune and fame. You know, they stuck in this they game. They are, man. They <laughs> are, man. Well, you have a good weekend, Law, man. Salute, brother. Take care, man. And uh, I'll keep watching, brother. Salute, bro. Salute. Go Cowboys, baby. Yes, indeed. All day, every day. Salute. Yes, sir. All right, brother. That's a good call, man. Good call. <laughs> fame. One thing we all adore. Something worth dying for. There's nothing but pain. We stuck in this game. Searching for fortune and fame. Two, 209. What's good? You got me, dog. You live. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. What's good? What's on your mind? Hi, Law. How you doing? This Man. is first time caller. You good, man. I'm, I'm, I definitely, I see now since everybody calling in, I definitely going to have to start turning on the uh, the conference call so you guys can keep your place in line and everything. Oh, that sounds great, yeah. man. Sounds yeah. great. Love the show, man. You guys yeah. are doing a great job. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So what, what you yeah, got I for the show? I want to touch on a couple, a couple things. Uh, I don't think that this team will be held back no more in any situation on all three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh give you a perfect point. You go back to 2016, uh, Zeke Elliott was the most dangerous thing that any team that did not want to face. True. Now, Zeke should have broke Eric Dickerson's record that year. Mm-hmm. He was actually held back three of those games. He basically left about 400 yards out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Whitten should have been gone two, three years ago. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> should have been gone. Jake Blobin would be a much even better tight end right now. Yeah. So through, throughout that whole that 16th season, that was the window right there to go deep into the playoffs. It didn't yeah. happen because they were basically held back. There was so much talent on that team that did not even get a chance to even see the field but with Mike McCarthy there now, there's not going to be no talent sitting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. It's going to be played. So this is going to be a much better team going to play to win, not to lose at all. And those those fourth and one situations when you're in the red zone, Mike McCarthy is not going to be punting the ball. He's not going to be field going. He's going to be trying to score. That's going to be a huge difference. Blake Jarwin is going to be a key factor this year because when your tight end is basically can uh, can do the things that he should be able to do, it's going to be hard to stop an offense that got a great a good tight end that can stretch the field. Mm-hmm. 
It's going to be so very looking, hard. Yeah, it's going to be very, very hard to do that, Law. And I just don't see this team uh, uh, playing to lose. Cause that's how I look at it. they plan to lose. We shouldn't play down to the level of any team. We should be playing up to our level, and with a whole different, uh, di- different philosophy. And the in the locker room is going to be eventually is going to be uh, to a point where it's going to be family and everything going to be tight niche in there, to where you're not going to have leaks and all these things that are going on there with Jason Garrett and where players basically to me they quit on him. Yeah. They quit on him. Message got old, man. It was an old message, you know. Yes, yes. And now you got a new message where you got a coach now that can sit back and and, and basically analyze himself and what he could be better at. And that makes a difference right there. You know, realize that, you know, there are things he could have done better when he was coaching Green Bay and took a year off and and self-examined himself what he can do better at and how many coaches even do that to themselves, analyze themselves, take inventory of himself. Mm-hmm. And here we are at a standstill. Now the window is open again. The opportunity to go deep and just, just, just revamp this team in a, in an era. Now I can't look back at the nineties and the seventies because those were great teams then, mm-hmm. but what they can do now, most certainly, man. You boy, <laughs> you utilized them four minutes to preach to the nation, man. I love it, man. I love it. it you know, uh, the reason why uh, I didn't want to interject or anything because you speaking nothing but fire and and speaking the truth about the revamping, the going back and doing the self inventory of said self. You know, and and <clears throat> you learn more from your failures than your success. You sure do. You learn more you from sure it. You sure do. And and that's that's my uh, battle cry for McCarthy. And being able to identify that is more important than anything. And I think it was another show that me I was on, and I think a caller called in, and I said the reason why I respect put some respect on Travis Frederick over Jason Witten because he realized and he understood that hey, the game has passed me by. I'm not playing mm-hmm. at the level that I should be playing at. So I retire. Yeah. I'm not, not going to just be a, a placeholder or, or taking up time and space from somebody. No. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else eat and I'm going to enjoy my family. Jason. Yes. Whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> both exactly of them. Right. Actually, both of them. Jason Garrett should have known, and if he said that he's in a he's a he playing for this he played for this story franchise, and you know now he coaching his story franchise, he should have been like you know what these shoes are too big for me to fill you know, you're right this this this, right. this food is too much for me to eat, and that's what Mike McCarthy did. He looked at it and said, man, I can't take this thing on by myself. I'm going to go out and call my contemporaries, uh, uh, Tom Sula, Mike Nolan. I'm going to bring in some dogs that I know for sure they can make an impact of the game. I'm going to go out there and not just get any special teams coach. I'm going to get the best special team coach. You know, there's no salary cap to coaching, you know. (laughs) Right. So he said, look, Jerry, you want this? Let me go out and get the best. Let me bring in the assistant coach. What's this guy named Ron Davis? 
Yes. To handle yes. the locker room. I, I I can't identify with the with the Tyrones in this locker room, if you know what I'm saying, you know. I can't identify right. with all of them. You know, I, I can't speak their language. I can't I can't communicate with them on certain things. Let me bring in a dog that can. They can identify with the communities and things like that. And not just anybody, but let me just bring in a guy that they rolled some dice before, you know. <laughs> that, 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 yes. that they can come down here in Dallas and go out there in, uh, in Oak Cliff, you know, <laughs> and pull somebody <laughs> out of the certain spots out that way, you know. <laughs> That's what he did. He looked at everything. We haven't even played a game yet, and it's already different. It's a different vibe, a different feeling. Yes, it is. It's going to be a big difference. You're going to see overall two factors that has been missing the last two years. It's going to be discipline and accountability. Accountability, yeah. And, and, and wise it's enough to be say. on every all phases. Yeah, on all phases, and wise enough to say, hey, you know, I'm going to keep some of the stuff that was already here. <laughs> It'd be foolish for me to get rid of yeah. Kelly Moore. <laughs> Let me just keep him alone and see what I can squeeze out of him, see what he really know what he knows, you know. Kind of like chin check him a yeah. little bit. You know, make sure that he ain't perpetrating. Let me, let me charge him up a little bit for what they say out here, you know. Let me see if he really knows something. Give me that grip right quick, you know. And and that's what he did with, <laughs> with, with, with Kelly Moore. Call him into that office. <laughs> Give me a handshake, bro. <laughs> let me see if you, you let me see if you've been been, been 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 through the fire. Let me see if you pledge, you know. And that's what he did with, with Kelly Moore, you know. And everybody yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, they gone. It's only Leon right. Lett. <laughs> yeah, the only one left. Leon Lett, big cat. And he was good with those yeah, positionings it. on the front four. He was good with those guys. Yes, and Mike McCarthy did right to just cut everybody, mm-hmm. everybody. You know, and, and coming up with guys that he knows is proven that's going to get the job done. Not mm-hmm. hold these players back, but coach them up to want to win. Yeah. Show your talent, showcase it. You say you have it, prove it. Yes, You're going to put you out there. Yes, indeed, man. Good stuff, man. I thank you all for the time, man. You guys are you and Big James and – and Skywalker, man, you guys are on something huge here. Oh my goodness, man! <laughs> something St- huge because I'm I'm from Cali, uh-huh. I'm from Stockton, and there's a huge fan base of the Cowboys up here in Central Valley. Oh wow! Oh wow! And it's very huge. And you're on something because y'all doing uncut and raw. There's no scripts behind it, and people love that. Yes, they love indeed. it. We you try to be uh, authentic and. And and so that people can identify with what we talking about, and wait wait for next week's show, man. You guys, man, it's gonna be crazy. We bringing in another legend, man. Well, for the Cowboys legend, you know, we bringing him in. So. Oh yeah, I I actually watched your guys uh, with Darren Woodson and and uh, and see when we we miss him defense, and I'm gonna let go after this here. We miss on defense that that metal that Woodson and Roy Williams had. Those mm-hmm. guys hit. Mm-hmm. Offenses was was afraid of those guys when you knew that you're going to get hit. Roy Williams and Darren Wilson was a threat, was a huge threat to any offense. Mm-hmm. They were always around the ball, they were always reaping habit of causing fumbles or interceptions, one or the mm-hmm. other. Oh yeah, and we haven't seen that in years. Yeah, not yeah. on the safety side, not on that defensive side where we just that 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 aggressiveness right there. I'm going to go law. I appreciate you. Love the show. And I will be watching this Tuesday for sure. Most certainly, man. Salute, bro. Salute.
Yes, indeed. That's what I'm talking about. Got to give him a war call, man. This is Sparta! Yeah, that's a good call right there. Let me read some of the super chats before I uh, answer the next caller there. Um, Just... Just hold tight. Don't call right now. I don't have no way to put you guys on hold. So, uh, B-Bird, man, really appreciate you for making the $2 holler. As my dog, Big Game James, would say, stand alone, complex, Sparta. Really appreciate you for dropping five in the Super Chat. Young Wilson over there in uh, Hawaii, man, really appreciate you. Uh, D-Lunatic, thank you for, for being a sponsor of the show today. Uh, Young Wilson, again, for the nine ninety nine for your mind. Jake the Great and Adrian Matthews and also CGW6253 Wilson for both of you guys for joining the membership squad. And uh, for those who join the membership squad, go to my communities tab in the communities tab. That that is where you can go and find unseen videos like behind the scene. We got a behind the scene groove of me Big Game James, Skywalker Steele, and Darren Woodson. We got some behind-the-scenes action. So for those who are part of the membership, you can get there. And it will give you a unique, personalized uh, icon right beside your name. Kind of like what Rodney Ellis got and Robin got is in the chat box there. You know, you get those personalized uh icons that's right beside your name and don't that star look good look at robin's name that's on my youtube page that star look good and then when you graduate you get other things and then also you get like a helmet like rodney got so we try to keep everything cowboys over here you know how that go and and that's just how it is man roy williams 31 was a hitter yes uh, uh card yes he was a hitter and, and probably can still hit you know that big old head of his, you just run right in there and knock over everything, right? Uh, Rico, uh, hit that join membership is in the tab or is in the chat there. Uh, just hit that link there. It should take you to where it says join. Membership starts off at 99 pennies. I know you guys know somebody, uncle, auntie, uh, a couch cushion that you can find 99 pennies in to make that donation to help grow the nation. And it comes out of the account once a month and you can cancel it at any time so you're not held to a contract <laughs> but if somebody if you want to sign up for a a, a five-year contract or a four-year contract with the nation go ahead and do that you know <laughs> boy we will accept all of the kinds of coins as my dog would say donation donation for the nation and just to, just to start that off man if we kick the phone lines back open we we started the donation donation i think when me and big game james was live one time um long long many moons ago uh we we were talking about you know uh this movie called um coming to america and we was trying to look for that clip to put that clip and when people made donations, because you remember the dude put the chicken bone in the collection plate, and he was like, "Donation, donation! This, this is not a trash can fool." <laughs> so that's what we was looking for, but we never found that clip that we can put inside the video. But we just said we were just gonna say it ourselves, and ever since then, 
it's been with us you know donation donation <laughs> it's just that my dog big game james he get very animated with his and, and i love it because you can feel every flavor of his passion because you know when you think about it big game james he's way in ohio for crying out loud and he got to have enough donations and enough stuff to put into place so he can get back over here texas land can you imagine you put two of us in the same place at the same time boy <laughs> and then sky you know he's a young phenom i mean we growing and we just saw what joe rogan got right y'all saw i'm not saying that we joe rogan but man if i get a piece of what joe rogan got man i'd be all right me all of us underground network youtubers man we'll be all right <laughs> spotify hit us up man <laughs> y'all can y'all can pay us some crumbs we get some crumbs from that you know let me open up this phone line man so y'all can speak y'all mind 682-214-4087 is the magic number to speak your mind that's the highlight let's get it going cowboy nation let's go let's go let's go let's go y'all got the energy <laughs> y'all let me know if y'all if y'all ready to go to sleep y'all let me know I, I can shut this thing off uh carlos what's good with you man bob heck man you holding it down over there on the facebook groove i mean you 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 commented lance bell over there y'all still op open and up over there star boy c pain that's a cold name man that all rhymes uh let me see if we got joyce all of y'all that's on the uh on the facebook situation everybody man and y'all hit up uh west coast and boss cowboy and uh who else all of those boys that, that do this uh facebook group ron smith i see you shout out to you uh, who else we got man tony 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 adrian i see you scott johnson all of y'all that's on the facebook man really appreciate y'all let me give some love and shout outs to the people that's over here uh on the facebook uh well i'm sorry the youtube group my cowboys family <laughs> yes indeed shout out to them y'all check them out y'all follow their page their content uh shout out to them king j rico fr really appreciate you gaming you know how to play those games you think i should <laughs> oh yeah chicken bone yeah yeah you know how to play them games what games you play uh cod what's the game you play ready red what's good with you um i was on that day law 100 yes indeed cowboys fan 91 you the one really appreciate you stand alone complex with the fire emojis <laughs> all good all good uh card go cowboys baby yeah it's always go cowboys yes indeed this is what i love it is two o'clock right now um two o'clock in the morning because i know some people gonna watch this on the rewind um i want to say this boy when it was friday back in the days about 15 years ago <laughs> your brother from another mother no other maybe 17 years ago uh will be out we would have a setup shout out to paradise for those that's out there natchez <laughs> shout out to uh uh you know all of those clubs that's down their way man we would be out right now you give me the setup you know for those who out there know the setup let me know 
and we we would be chilling right now. We would still be on the groove. Yeah, they be playing all type of crumb music right about now. You know, let me see if they they be playing this type of music, man. Well, we won't be dancing to it. But... Yeah, yeah. We be crunk, we be crunk, and we will tell them. Hey, Derek, King J. Ain't no party like a cat boy party, cause a cat boy party don't stop. Yeah, what you saying? Two drinks over there, too. Cassandra. Matter of fact, make it three for Kamika. You know? <laughs> yeah, standalone complex. You see them fire, boy. Yeah. Watch this fire. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Marion, Darren Woodson. Yeah, cram. <laughs> All right. All right. Where I get that cram from is Tony Baker on Instagram. He does this voiceover over like anything, commentary. And he got this series, it's just cram, you know. And uh, trust me, it's the funniest thing of all. Go to his Instagram page, man, and check out Tony Baker. That's where we get that cram from. All right, we got another caller here 956. You're in the mix. Talk to me, 956. Hey, how you doing? Hey, man, it's all good in the neighborhood. How you feel about this team? How you feel about everything? What's on your mind, your mental, your heart and soul? It's in you. Long-time Dallas Cowboy fan and first-time caller. <laughs> first-time caller, long-time Dallas Cowboys fan. What's on your mind? Well, I've been looking at the... I saw some stats on the for the team last last uh, this past season. Prescott mm-hmm. had eight touchdowns and eight interceptions against playoff teams, mm-hmm. and twenty two touchdowns and three interceptions against non playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, record was one and six against playoff teams and seven and two against non playoff teams. Mm-hmm. That deserving of a big time contract. So, so that's against so playoff teams is the teams that Dak Prescott struggle with, right? Yes. Now, for objectivity, did you look up those stats for all of the other thirty-one other quarterbacks against playoff teams? Uh, or that's only relegated only concern, upon. Yeah. My only concern was Dak. Your only concern with and Dak. Cowboys. Yeah. And the Cowboys, of course, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what was the what was the final score on those stats? Or it was just the turnovers and, and that was it. Yeah, that was just that that's what I'm I that's what I found. You know, I didn't I didn't really get into, you know, in depth detail, but mm-hmm. what what is the issue with uh him struggling? To me, it seems like he was struggling with the the playoff teams 
where he didn't perform as expected against the playoff teams, and he, he performed a hell of a lot better with the the non playoff teams. Yeah, well, I just it, well, maybe yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, yeah. But what what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that that is good stats. That is some good stats as it relates to exposing or highlighting something. And my thing is with those type of stats, it's only relegated upon what 2019, right? It, it doesn't speak yeah, on. It, it doesn't it, speak it, on 18. It doesn't speak on 17 and 16. No, that's past season. Yeah, season. yeah just just past season. Yeah, it's this is only but past season. Remember, mm-hmm. remember they were they were. They were uh, with the NFL, whatever. They picked them to be a top tier team because of the, the 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 talent that they had on the team. Yeah. Well, I can I can say this: the four. I'm, I'm gonna give you some extra time since since we're gonna go uh, on this one. The four teams that we lost to, and that's the four teams out of the eight because I think that they were a playoff team. The Saints made it to the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the uh, the Patriots made it to the playoff. That's correct. They they should have won that game. Right, 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 right. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to bring everything home. Um, yeah. Um, uh, who else? And the who else? The, the Minnesota Vikings. They made it to the playoff, right? And the Eagles. And the Eagles. Yeah, cry Eagles, cry. <laughs> 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 all right, so they 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 are all playoff teams. There's five teams there. All right, so let me break down the Saints game, if if you have time. The Saints game, uh, there was a – and this is not me trying to be cheerleading for Dak Prescott. Y'all can step in in the comment box, but I just want to be able to put some objectivity to that stat line there. Uh, Was Dak Prescott the reason why they lost that Saints game? I have no idea. I All right, don't so let me, let me just – and I'm going off of my mental. I don't have any notes in front of me, but I do know that Witten, he fumbled the ball in that game. It was a drive killer. They was moving the ball down the field. That was a fumble. Uh, I do know that there was two PI calls, uh, pass interference, that was never called before against Mari Cooper, but it was offensive pass interference that was a drive killer. Uh, it was a first down play. They moved the ball. They got to the middle of the field and basically forces them to lose 15 yards, 15-yard swing, and they punted that ball off of that series. Another series where Ezekiel, the main man, Elliott, had his elbow on the ground, inside the ground. They called fumble, and the ball picked up, and and Bale ran it good ways down the field and gave the uh, Saints good field positioning, and they scored off of that. The final score of that game, yeah, you remember that? We was mad and upset, but somehow uh, I think the kicker missed the kick that game as well. And it it was a situation where we lost 10 to 12. We didn't do enough in that game. It was, yeah, it was uh, field goals against the touchdowns or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, The the, our kicker could have won the game, but he didn't. He I mean, did. yeah. So, all right. So that that makes that number uh, of Dak Prescott's st- stats obscured in a sense. But nevertheless, we can go to the next game, the 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 Patriots game, the monsoon game, the rain pouring everywhere game. Um, 
I, I will say this. Ezekiel Elliott was averaging over five yards per carry. There was a big, big play. There was a pivotal play during that game as well. Uh, and it wasn't due with a fumble, but it was a block kick that put the Patriots in good field positioning. And they scored on the very next play to a fade ball to uh, against our number one cornerback, number 31, uh, to Nikhil Harry, whatever that guy's name. I don't think that Dak Prescott lose that game if we don't get the, if I guess if we don't get that block fumble kick whatever you want to call it and I think it I think if this game if the coaching staff stayed true to what the nature of that game the monsoon the rain pouring everywhere I think that they should have ran the rock more and punched it in in those factors well yeah but you know there's a lot of speculation I mean uh stats here and there are speculation here and there should have done could have done would have yeah, shoulda, you know. woulda, coulda, and, and and just and just for the flip side, there were some games that we won that we shouldn't have won. You know that Dak Prescott get all of the credit. So just, you know it, it's it's crazy, but I, I just always want to bring in some objectivity to it. But that is that okay. is a good stat line though. That's a good stat line. I have the the last Philadelphia game. The last God, Philadelphia game. Didn't they look like uh, just? I mean, just saying, the hell with Jason Garrett, we're just going to lay an egg. <laughs> in, in, in hindsight, it was always 2020. In hindsight, we can say, dog, we glad that we lost that game, you know. But in reality, we was pissed off that we lost that game because of the simple fact we could have went to the playoff. But, in, but, but now that we look at it, we can say, man, it's good that we lost the game because now well, Jerry Jones got the reality check and he fired his son. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. He fired his son well, and we got CD. That, that, that game was winnable. I mean, it was, come on, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game was, was winnable game. Well, I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of effort. Although the game was very winnable, shit, it was what the, they lost what nine or thirteen to seven or something like that. I, I don't yeah. recall. No, no, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, I think what was the final score of that Saints game? Well, not Saints game. The final score uh, of the Eagles. Uh, Eagles game was seventeen to. To, to nine or something? Y'all help yeah, me out in the chat box, man. Y'all help me out. The Eagles won <laughs> fair and square, by the way, because I don't want Eagles fans to say, well, law is just pandering, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, but it was very winnable for the for the Cowboys. I mean, well, well, let, let, let me throw this out here. There were five drops by the wide receivers on the Dallas Cowboys end. There were two very known missed pass by Dak Prescott. I'm meaning that that Tavon Austin would have had to have a ladder to catch the ball on one of them in a rocket ship to get to get the ball on the other one. And um, it was a fumble on our side of the of, of the twenty because Ezekiel Elliott tapped his helmet to get out of the game, and they put in uh, Tony Pollard. It was a third and one play. You would think that we would call timeout. Is a crucial down. Is a pivotal moment. You would think that the, the, a, a true coaching staff would look at that and say, "Okay, let's not let a rookie run that ball in that factor. Let's call timeout." 
but they played it safe and they kicked the field goal. And instead, after, well, they didn't even get the chance to kick the field goal because it was a fumble and it was a turnovers on down. Another situation happened with the defense. Xavier Woods had the ball right in his hand. Carson Wentz basically gave him the ball, and he dropped it. You know, it would have been a quick pick six, but he dropped it. Uh, a few plays mm. later, um, in a, on a different drive, Carson Wentz actually fumbled the ball. Robert Quinn got to him, and the Cowboys just looking at the ball, saying, okay, that's the football on the ground. Let's just take a look at it. And Carson Wentz said, okay, I'll jump on it, Dan. So I'm not trying to make excuses for the Cowboys, but yeah. we didn't come to play that day. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, I, I, I guess in, in, in your sense, it's the whole team. Not just the, you know, Dak or, or Zeke or whatever. It's the whole team. Yeah, it's the whole team. But, but the yeah. narrative would be that you got a quarterback that can't win you those games, you know. And, and I, yeah. I can feel yeah, exactly. what people will say, and, and that's just with everything in life. You, you always have that that type of objective, uh, of, uh, I guess, something that you got to climb over. Uh, and there's many of quarterbacks that had to go through that same gauntlet. As Troy Aikman did, because I remember he was one in – One in 15 without, without Emmitt. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully – you know, I'm 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 a pro Dallas all the time. And whoever's quarterback, I'm 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 all for him. I just hope Dak climbs that ladder and says, you know, this is my team, this is what I gotta do and I gotta take care of it. Yeah. Whether whether I get paid or not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I'm just thinking um, or, or regardless, you know, because I think with with uh, Jason Garrett, I thought he was a good coach to a certain extent. Yeah. But yeah, he, he didn't he didn't seem to enthuse the, the the team enough to give him enough, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be out there and 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 and, and, and compete against the elite teams. Yeah. Hopefully, McCarthy has a different uh, aspiration, you know, for the team, and 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 kind of liven them up and say, hey, you know, we got to win the tough games against the the elite teams, and certainly win against the the lower tier teams mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, we, yeah. you know, I don't know. It just seems like. With with Jason Garrett, it didn't seem that that fire was there, and I think that Prescott kind of fell into that. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's a combination of multiple things. Uh, just like I've seen my dog over here, Uncle Drew. He's in the chat box. He's a diehard Eagles fan, and he's saying, "Hey, you just making excuses for Dak Prescott." Carson Wentz outplayed Dak Prescott in that game. But if you look at the efficiency level, you can say that in factors. But if Carson, if if our if our if our defensive back Xavier Woods picked that ball off, then that's a different story. If they fall on the ball, I'm talking about the Cowboys fall on the ball of that fumble, that's a different story. And on top of that, the way that they crafted the team, the Eagles, 
they didn't need to use their uh their, their wide receivers. They utilized the two tight end set. They had Zach Ertz out for crying out loud, but Dallas Goddard. You know the first touchdown on that play, on that game, the Eagles, Dallas Cowboys versus the Eagles. Guess guess who scored the first touchdown? Uh was it in the Gallup? No, no it, it, yeah, Dallas Goddard. He, he he scored the first touchdown. You want you want uh you want me to tell you who was guarding him? Oh. Who was what? Who was guarding Dallas Gordard, who scored their first touchdown of the Eagles game? Oh, gosh, you got me, but I don't recall. <laughs> uh, it was Jordan Hip-Pocket Lewis. So I want people to understand, if you give me that matchup every day, and you don't need any wide receivers. <laughs> you don't need any wide receivers. Give me that matchup, the stupidity of the Dallas Cowboys of not flexing one of the taller cornerbacks on, dare I say, Dallas Goddard. Oh, stupid. Dallas. You know, to me personally, the defense lost that game for us too because on one of the bigger plays of the game, you would think that you would think you would think that you would put a Byron Jones on the Dallas Goddard, meaning that they don't have yeah. anybody else out there as wide receivers. They they show everybody where they was going with the ball. On top of that, the only pass that was thrown onto the outside was to a wide receiver, number 84, for a big chunk play. And it was a wheel route from 84 who lined up on the inside against a linebacker, Malcolm Smith or Mike Smith, whatever the guy named that we picked up who was on the yeah. team for probably two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on the team two I weeks two prior. Weeks, yeah. So it, it sounds like excuses when I'm giving it out, but yeah. but but when you have a linebacker on a wide receiver, that matchup supposed to you supposed to be in favor of the wide receiver, regardless of how you look at it, regardless of how you draw up that play. The wide receiver is supposed to win that route, especially if it's one-on-one with no safety over the top. Yeah. Now – I've got another. I got another thinking here. Remember okay. last year that the Eagles thought that Cowboys were gonna go for Dallas Goddard or whatever the hell that tight end was called. Yeah, and the Eagles jumped in ahead of them to 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 draft him instead of the Cowboys, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Now this year, now this year the Cowboys were. Had a lot of interviews with Jalen, what the hell was his name? Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Had a, a, it was in the news, you know, or whatever, that they had a lot of interviews with Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Now, Cowboys picked uh, CD Lamb. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that the Eagles picked Jalen Hurts just to say, you guys had a lot of interviews with him. So we're going to pick him just to pick your brain. I, I don't know. It just seems like uh, in the drafts, it seems like it's always the Cowboys and the Eagles fighting for, you know, picking their brains to each other and, and see who gets the best draft, yeah. the, be, the best draft pick. So I'm thinking in this cur- in this case, I'm thinking uh, between CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts, I think the Cowboys got the best deal. <laughs> Right, I do, I think they did, and uh, and don't sleep on on Ben Danucci. You know, look him up, man. But it's a good call, man. I really thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Uh, from nine five six, man. Keep holding it down, my brother. 
I'm, I'm glad you're still awake, but thanks. <laughs> Nation don't sleep over here. Salute, bro. There you go. Hey, take care, buddy. All right. Good call from him, man. Uh, just want to bring in some objectivity. You know, those stats were thrown around many of time from many different people from different platforms or what have you uh, to speak ill will of uh, of, of the uh, Rain Dakota Prescott. And uh, you just got to look at the complete stat. Just don't look at everything just from year to year. Look at the complete. Dak Prescott is not looking for whatever salary he's got, he's going to get just based off of this one year, 2019. It's supposed to be off of the collective sum of four. Unless, unless you can say, okay, well, pay him just off the 2019 season, then that's a story of a different day because he did. If you look at stats alone, he did play pretty well according to the stats. It's just that win column wasn't there, right? But if you want to go off of just win column stats, then you open up a whole different array of can of worms you know but that's the story of a different day as well right <laughs> can you imagine if players only get paid off of the stats that they win opposed to the actual stats that they put up that would be crazy that would be flat out crazy uh, but a lot of people would look at it and say well that should be the way but football is different it's an ultimate team sport it's 11 versus 11 it's 53 versus 53 or now it's 55 versus 55 and that's just how it goes um <clears throat> law if the eagles wanted cd they could have very easily moved up easily this is from drew uh, i don't know what the eagles wanted but i could tell you that they didn't get a wide receiver in that draft they didn't get a wide receiver with proven hands john hightower can't catch a cold i mean uh my dog i, I love him uh jalen rager but he his comp is nelson aguilar as it relates to his hands so that's 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 always crazy we will see though we we, we will see shout out to the eagles man uh let me read some more of your comments man uh king j Jerry McCord, Dantari Poe will solidify the defensive line and make the run game uh, uh, a stout. Yeah, it will be a stout run game. John C. says, hang up, low on him. Hang up. No, nah, you got to always give some object objectivity, man. I, I love when people bring in different flavors, right? <laughs> you know, vanilla ice cream is good, but, hey, it's some time to test some, uh, taste some other flavors out here. Uh this is from my dog, Cleveland Brown. He says, Drew, your Lord Brunson said on draft day that Howie can't draft, bro. He done, bro. He's done. Oh, wow. I didn't know my dog, Lord Brunson, said that. But uh, maybe we'll do like one of those shows together again, and I'll pick his brain on his thoughts of what they drafted, what he gave the Eagles draft grade for, you know. Um. <clears throat> If you take reactions of a few YouTube content creators as words, come on, come on, son. <laughs> so Uncle Drew is saying that, hey, don't listen to EDP. Don't listen to a Lord Bronson. You know, don't listen to those YouTubers <laughs> that represent the Eagles. Uh, let's see. Lance, ba Lance, what's good with you, fam? You still over there holding it down on the <laughs> on the ones and twos on the Facebook roof? Really appreciate you, though, man. Uh, let me pull up this thing. Uh, we're going to open up the phone lines again. How long I've been live? Let me see how long I've been live over here. Yes, indeed, man. I really appreciate everybody, man, for, for doing uh, this marathon show with me on Fridays. 
you know, what, what, what else you guys would be doing right now? You guys would probably be asleep, right? <laughs> Why well, go to sleep and you can listen to the nation, right? <laughs> Let's see, two hours and 33 minutes. We can stay live for a little longer, right? Yeah, yeah, we can stay live for a little bit longer. Yeah, let me give y'all some of those. Uh, let me do it right here. Do, 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 do. Bam! He steps back, he scans. He finds Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right, so we're going to open back, open the phone lines. <laughs> and I'm going to keep it to four minutes now, you know. I'm not going to keep people on the phone forever. But he has some good points. Two hours of a choice. Really appreciate you. Die, eagles die. <laughs> and from Starboy over there on the Facebook. Remember, 469, what's good? My my song is going to go platinum now. 469, what's good? What's up? What's up with it, Lord? How we doing tonight? Doing, man. Uh, just just chilling, talking cowboys like we always do. <laughs> I feel you, man. Hey, man. One aspect of the offense. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I heard you talk about it already before, but I haven't heard anybody talk about it before. And that's a uh, Dax running game, man. You think mm. you think Mike McCarthy might implement some of them some of them plays in there, man? Um, I think I think he will. I think that Aaron Rodgers' um, running attempts was right up there with with Dak Prescott, right up there with multiple uh, quarterbacks that do run the ball, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And I think that he will implement some of those things, whether it be okay. the, the the green light to do it freestylish, you know, or whether it be exactly. already pre- yeah 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 pre pre made plays. But in order for, in order for him to do it. He got to have a contract, though. <laughs> I don't think that he'll run true. on a franchise tag. That's why I say Dak Prescott should true. not sign that franchise tag and play on it. I think the deal will get done, man. I mm-hmm. think people just, man, they just they just need some, something to talk about, man, you know. Right. With all this quarantine stuff going on, man. Like you said, July 15th, that's the deadline. Mm-hmm. It'll get done, man. I ain't worried. As, as a Cowboy fan, I ain't worried. But I think, I know Dak will um, he'll get his money and, and we'll proceed to to, you know, see how this see how this season going to end up shaping up. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, man, I I, I really want to see you know Dak off that running game, man. See if I, if if Mike McCarthy will encourage him to scramble more. If he doesn't see you know something he likes off the field, will he encourage him to you know read defenses and just take off with it, man? Hit, hit a Lamar Jackson with it. Hit of course, he ain't Lamar Jackson, but yeah. you know, hey. In the heat of the moment, you know, when we need a little three yards, we need a little, but, a little but, two but, yards. But you know hey, the man. flip side of it, and, and I know I'm going to get some hate mail for this, Lamar Jackson is not Lamar Jackson if he played under Jason Garrett. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I agree. I agree there. I, I agree I there. I think, that I think Jason, there, Garrett, <laughs> Jason Garrett like, like, like to keep the training wheels on, man. You know, you know, you know, you know how that goes, man. Oh, my goodness, man. We, we, we using Jason Garrett as a punching bag. I know. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's a brilliant guy, by the way. You know, uh, it's hard yeah, to yeah, find man, negative you know. things about him, you know. It's just his football IQ wasn't all there, though, man. You know, it's just, he was getting outsmarted by, you know, Almost Mentality. everybody in the league. Man, everybody in the league. It's like you knew for sure that he's going to have that blue shirt on with the star on it, you know, every game. Yep. And he's going to chew, spit, and he's going to say at the opening of a press conference, how you doing, guys? You know, 
It just oh, yeah. bring chills that was, down that was my back every time, you know. We we lost lost a game by a field goal, and he asked the people how they doing. You know, like I wanted somebody, anybody to say, man, we ain't doing good, coach. You know, somebody. You yeah, know? man. They you keep you weren't going to see no clipboard get slammed on the sideline by Jason Garrett, man. You yeah. weren't going to see him eating at the guys and, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, chewing their ass out on the sideline. You know, that, that shit was not going to happen with him, man. No, no. What else you got for the you show, bro? That, you saw that more with uh, Chris Richard, man. But no, nah, that's oh, yeah. all I got, man. I just wanted, I just wanted, I wanted your opinion um, on that on the, on Dak's legs. See, they're gonna get implemented. In the, you think you think they're gonna they'll get implemented in the in the playbook this upcoming season, man? But they that's all I got for the show, man. I appreciate man, you really, having me. Really appreciate you. That's a good call, man. You know, get the good callers only on the show for like three minutes. I bet you y'all like, man, you let that other dude stay for two hours, man. What's the ratio is about, law? <laughs> yeah. Fatimus, man, what's good? I see you, fam. Uh, Fatimus Prime. Um, <clears throat> your coaching staff is unproven. And this is my dog, uh, Uncle Drew. He says, your coaching staff is unproven. You don't know what you have out of uh, a Mike McCarthy. That's facts. Well, here's here's the conundrum and and i love it i love when eagle fans come on here because it, it speaks levels of of insecurity and and i'm not talking to you uncle drew i'm just talking collectively speaking all right i got a call and I'll, I'll pick that up a little bit later five five nine what's on your mind all right give me a few seconds five five nine what's on your mind Hey, how you doing, Law? Oh, it's your world. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about, uh, you know, this whole thing with Dak and and stuff right now, man. Like, I know all this craziness is going on right now. What you think? Uh, you think you think they go? You think we gonna get him signed? And you think uh, you think he gonna show up to camp on time? This this story is the same story. You can just change the names out of Ezekiel Elliott, of Demarcus Lawrence. And of Des Bryant, you know, you can just, just, just go go to Google and you type in, will these guys get signed or contract holdout? Are they worth and these sorts? And you can just control F and just replace the names and put Dak Prescott in it, and you will sit, you will come up with the same outcome, especially with our fan base and especially the way Jerry handles these type of situations. I think that Dak Prescott will get signed before July 15th or right on July 15th. Uh, if if not, then I'll eat some crow. But I, I just think that uh, he will sign. I just don't think that he will play under the franchise tag because of the way this the, the nature of the Cowboys are. You can imagine week three, he's running the ball. He's trying to die for the first down or what have you, get his leg snapped up. And that's the rest of his, that's the rest of his career. Cam right. Newton don't right. have a job for crying out loud right now, you know. You know, so it, it goes like that, you know. This, this guy, or Ron Shazier, uh, I think I hope I said his man's name right, he got his back snapped up and neck snapped up. Can never play football ever again, you know. Football is not promised to anybody. It can be gone in a second. You got to guarantee your money. Right. I'm just saying though, like, why they, why, why, why Jerry let Dak play out his whole contract, <laughs> and then you know what I mean? Like, Dak could have got hurt all last year. 
Like how mm-hmm. how much how many times was we talking about like oh he gonna get signed he gonna get signed we gonna sign him we gonna sign him and then like you know it's just getting pushed back getting pushed. I thought for sure after the um, after the Philly game the first time like man Dak better go up to his office better go up to Jerry Jones office and and go 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 put down some numbers real quick because he, he he did real good that game so I was like well I mean it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and it just never did it's like. Do you do you have doubts about Dak? Like, what's going on? Dak Dak is a different type of animal. When he was at Mississippi State, he was taking multiple classes. He was getting offered all type of uh, of, of, of all type of uh, promotional items and things like that at Mississippi State. He graduated early. He went back and got his uh, uh, master's degree, and he worked on his PhD. Uh, and I think he he finna finish up and get finna finish up and get his PhD actually, and he had this philosophy. Dak Prescott got this philosophy right here, is that during the season he do not want to talk contract. He's only focused in on the Cowboys. So m- remember all of the back and forth stories that was going on about Dak Prescott contract during the season. Well, towards the latter part of the season, another news broke and said that really Cowboys haven't talked talk or spoke to Todd France since te- September, you know, <laughs> about his contract. So that's because when Dak is in the season, he don't want to co-mingle or, or, or put his mind off of the football game. Uh, to confirm everything, you can you can listen to our uh, late night hype show with Darren Woodson, and he would tell you that his office sits out where the star in Frisco it oversees the practice field. Every mm. single practice, Dak Prescott is the first one out there, and he's the last one to leave. He's the man that's going to command the team, and he brings in that raw leadership that this team been missing for many of years. So although we can have this conception or, or notion or thought track that Dak Prescott is whack or he can't do this and he can't do that, those players in that locker room love Dak. Right. Even even Dez Bryant, he loves Dak. You know, even though Dak Prescott to Dez wasn't all, like on par, but Dez loved Dak. All of those players mm. love Dak for some reason, and that's the reason why, that leadership. Mm. See, now, okay, well, then you kind of – I understand what you're saying, but you kind of making a reason for Jerry to even sign him even sooner, right? Like, I mean, you got no worries with that. You got no worries outside of the football field. Like, you know everything going to be good. So yeah. why not just sign the man? You know what I mean? Like, he – I mean, he may not put up the greatest numbers, even though he just had a career year. Mm-hmm. Um, along with Michael Gallup, who had 1,100 yards. Coop almost had 1,200. Mm-hmm. Zeke still did his thing, but this is all going on around Dak. Dak is helping Michael Gallup develop. He's helping Coop rack up numbers and get that big contract. So what I'm saying is, like, uh, Dak, like I said, he don't put up the greatest of numbers, okay? We'll, we know that. But he already been to the playoffs. Uh, twice he got mm-hmm. a playoff win. In, in your opinion, okay, so um, Seattle, I would say Seattle in the playoffs was probably Dak's biggest win of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so he, he, he did that sooner. He did that quicker than Tony did. He did that quicker than Tony did. Tony 
Tony was known for struggling in big games. So it's like, and Tony got that money real quick. So I'm just saying, like, that that should have been paid. Should have been, been paid. Let, let me ask you this. What do you do for a living? I work for Amazon. You work for Amazon. Okay. All right. So it's hard. Like you got you got a supervisor. What level are you? You're a supervisory level manager. Manager. Yeah. Floor, yep. Yep. Floor you're supervisor. Man- okay. Floor supervisor. All right. So th- you got the managerial department. You the managing level. So you approve people time. You 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 make sure that people come in to work on time. They ain't clocking out. You know too soon or what have you. Whatever the the, the flow concept is. It's hard to tell people what to do above you, right? It's hard to tell them, like, hey, man, let's implement this. Or or Sally was really uh, one of the best workers, but she got this going on. They can probably take in some of your input of what you have on Sally, but nine times out of ten, they're going to be strict to the confines of their thought track. Those those people that's in the big wigs and in the bigger, bigger offices uh, all the way up top. It's hard to tell them what to do. Jerry is one of those people that makes four to five times more than those people. So for people right. to say, hey, Jerry, go ahead and sign Dak now. Nah, Jerry looking at it like, nah, I got my Johnny Walker blue. They talking about the uh. Dallas Cowboys. I already know what I'm going to do with Dak Prescott. I love him just like he's one of my sons. So I think that Jerry is squeezing this thing all the way out to July 15th. And he's collecting all of his coins, and he's a billionaire for a reason, and that's one of them. He's stubborn for mm. stubborn to a default, and he loved to hear the Dallas Cowboys name in everybody's mouths because every mm. important topic is about the Cowboys, and we don't know nothing about the Kansas City Chiefs who just won the Super Bowl. Mm. <laughs> let, let me know that's how many co- how, how many topics first take fake take ESPN and beyond talked about the Kansas City Man. Chiefs. They talking about Cowboys and LeBron. The Cowboys and LeBron show. They, they, they can change the name to the Cowboys and LeBron. I'm tired of hearing that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan when he's not. You know what I'm saying? It's like he don't even have the, 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 the trophies, the hardware. He don't have the, the, the college, the collegiate have a, a statistics. But people going back and forth because that is what glamorized. The, the, those fake false debates about some fictitious stuff that never could happen. Two different eras, yeah. you know. But that's a story of a different day, though. Man, you know? like, that's, see, yeah, you're right. That, that's another argument I just do not understand. Like, that just goes right over my head. It's just sometimes you got to look at things for face value and take it for what it is. And now they just digging too deep into things like LeBron. It's, come on, man. LeBron ain't even better than Cook. But, like, yeah, like you said, that's that's another argument for another day. But another, <laughs> I wanted to shift gears real quick. Um, Talk so, to Mike me. McCarthy um, coming into the fold. Um, okay, so I'm thinking we we want him to, you know, keep it balanced because that's that's how you really win football games is trying to stay balanced and 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 you know obviously play good defense. I I, I really don't know. I want to. Okay, that's another question I want to ask you. Um, what do you think about Mike Nolan in that defense? Like, what you is first of all, is it going to be a three four or is it going to be a four three? Um, it's it's in a process whereas. The team is going through a transition, and they don't want to, you know, do the overhaul. It'd be too much to learn, especially in this COVID streets of, of trying to learn everything on the fly. 
So the best thing to do is just make it a hybrid defense, uh, play a combination of both, play and study uh, against your opposition and see what their weaknesses are. And I think that one of the things that I really picked up is that Mike McCarthy said he studied analytics, right? So he probably got the analytics numbers or the analytical numbers on the L.A. Rams of what their winning percentages are against 3-4 teams, what their winning percentages are against 4-3 teams. He might look at it and say, okay, why not just be a hybrid team and we can showcase 3-4 when we play against teams that's weak against this certain number and play a 4-3 against teams that's weak against that. So that could be a situation that Mike McCarthy is going to do this year opposed to what we are accustomed to seeing. So I think that we got skill sets that's, that, 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 that can answer to both sides of the coin three four four three but we're going to be a hybrid type of situation mm, okay okay <clears throat> and then the other side of the ball it's going to be kind of interesting to see how mike mccarthy meshes his style because mike mccarthy i mean obviously we know him from green bay mm-hmm. i kind of like was watching a lot of like green bay packers Aaron Rodgers uh film uh i, I watched him like a lot in 2018 right before he they laid him off Mm-hmm. And um, like I was looking at numbers and stuff, and like he, he, I mean, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Where like he kind of, he kind of is a little favorable to the pass, more so than the run. So it's like, uh, like how's he gonna balance that out with Zeke? Because Zeke is the best running back I believe he's ever had. I, maybe I can do some more research on that, but I, I'm pretty sure of it. And then Dak, so but Dak is not Aaron Rodgers, so it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to like see how he plays around with that. But we also got uh, prolific receivers like Coop and Gallup. You know, you, you got to feed them. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I don't know how much read option he does or how much gadget stuff he likes to do. I think mm-hmm. he's pretty basic West Coast. You know, uh, I don't know if he likes to keep a fullback. I can't remember. But he does do a lot of stretches and, you know, basic West Coast, one, two, three step timing. It's a lot of timing, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um that's that's going to be interesting. And Dak, that's what I'm saying. Dak needs to be there right now because – or he needs to be there when this stuff blows over whenever COVID ends and stuff like that. It's, it's very important for Dak to be there because I think West Coast is not an easy offense to, to grasp. It's not. It's a time in offense. It's something that you have to, uh, to, to, to take in to consideration as well. That's why he was wise enough to say, okay, I'm going to keep Kelly Moore. You know, uh, we're going to implement this thing in phases. And what we're, where were we weak at? You know, red zone, money zone, green zone. Oh, that's where my strength at. Let me pu- pull up in some experience. Look, I can show you a book all day on how to swim. You know, go like this, go like that. You work at Amazon, you can show a lot of people how to do certain things. But until they are on their floor, until they out there in the water, until they out there inside the environment, that is where they're going to learn. Just like last year, Tristan Hill, as much as we can say on the defensive side of the ball, yeah, it was good that we probably had him at a healthy scratch, but that didn't do anything for us, right? Because he didn't get that experience. As much as we can say this about Kellen Moore, he just didn't have the experience and he didn't have a strong coach that can step in and say, okay, the house is on fire. Let me put the fire out by, let me call the plays. And that's what leaders do. That's what Sean Payton did. That is what the uh, coach over there in Ravensland did. He said, look, y'all messing up. Let me call the plays. Jason Mm. Carey never did that. Mm. So I think that if push comes to shove, Mike McCarthy will say, hey, 
when we get to the money zone, we better not see this. I'm gonna say my 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 my, my, my pivotal word in this situation. Uh, as, as a grown man would say to another grown man, I don't want to see this damn reverse sweep. You know, <laughs> you got to get something more creative in this. You know, uh, and, and then I want a coach that can run out there on the field and even chastise the quarterback a little bit. Mike McCarthy did that to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that, uh, you know, Dak Prescott would be immune to that. Not for dogs should know and uh, Andy Dalton <laughs> would not be immune to that. So Mike McCarthy might run out there on the field and say, Dak, you supposed to throw a fade at this point, you know, on the money zone. So that's why I always look at things objectively. And that's why I always fall on the aspect of experience. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, last question. So, Talk to offensive line, mm-hmm. offensive line. Uh, are we going to take a step back here on the offensive line? I mean, just with you know, obviously, uh, Travis Frederick retiring. Um, we kind of been having some moving pieces the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Is our offensive line going to take a step back from the previous four or five years where we've been known as the best offensive line in football? Well. Here's the thing. I, I wish we would have kept the uh, – was it Mark Colombo? He did a great job right. in his offensive line. I thought that we was picking oh, up yeah. strives. Uh, now he's going to Giants land. Uh, we picked up a Joe Fibin. Uh I think I said that man's name right. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what he brings to the table, he's been a head coach before. I think that he'd been, battle, he'd been battle-tested. I think that he would figure out ways quicker than whatever coach that we had previously – opposed to a Mark Colombo. So uh, I don't think that this offensive line should be worried at all, uh, especially when when you got a West Coast offense where the ball is supposed to come out quicker. Uh, you have a dynamic running back at Ezekiel Elliott and also adding in to the Tony Pollard. I think that this offensive line would be just okay, be just fine, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay okay yeah yeah well uh hey that's all my questions man you answered them <laughs> uh, uh, uh all perfectly man <laughs> you i tried so, man uh, i tried yeah yeah all right law i'm gonna let you go it's getting late man yeah you, man get you some z's you man <laughs> all right fam salute bro all right take it easy now yes indeed good call by the way man good call good call by the Five five nine, man. Speaking his mind. All right, so the phone lines are off, and let me see how long I've been live, man. That that's what I'm talking about, man. People call in, get in, jump in. Oh, okay. I'm gonna try to do three hours straight. That's two hours and fifty six minutes. Uh, Cowboy Nation. Let me pick up one more phone call, and we'll get on out of here. How about that? And this person will be the last caller of the night. Whoever you are. Call in to the number that's on the top of the screen and uh, speak your mind. Get, get whatever you got to get off your chest and you'll be the last caller of the morning slash night slash afternoon or whenever people watch this particular platform show or whatever it may be. All right. I got my dog over here. What's good with you? Two, five, four. Been holding it down hey, over up, there Ma? on the on the Facebook group. I've been seeing you, fam. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? LB, man, man what's good with you, man? You know what? Hey, I, I got so many questions, but I just want to start, you know, and just like run down the line on on what took place last year as opposed to what's going to happen now. Now, mm-hmm. I ain't trying to be long, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, as far as our coaching, 
I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we had some bad decisions being played out. Okay, Dak was put was put in a very precarious situation on a lot of calls. That I mean, you know, okay, but regardless of that, and, and I'm rambling. Trust me, it's late. It's damn near four o'clock here. But my question <laughs> to you: If we know that Mike McCarthy like to script his plays, mm-hmm. okay, now he's never had this type of offense that we got. Mm-hmm. Okay, we loaded. If you were Mike McCarthy, and I'm not saying scripting your first 25 plays, but now where would you try to attack? Now, we're playing the Rams our first game. We got mm-hmm. Ramsey as the cornerback. Are you going to try to attack him with Amari, or are you going to use C.D. Lamb? We got two number one receivers on the field. Mm-hmm. As yeah. far as you, you being law, and you, you know, you know, how would you script your first, let's say, two plays? First, of first, course, we're going to run the ball, but give me your opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I want to let them know that, that, that we're not afraid to take the top off the defense. So I, I'm tacking uh, deep ball. They let them know that they're going to play this thing honest. And they let me know what type of formation they're in. So the first play may be a motion play. And it's going to be a deep ball. Right. And it's going to be a safe play, maybe deep to the out edge and uh, see what they do. Now, if they now nine times out of ten, a team, first game, first opening series, first drive, I don't see them saying, okay, we're going to put nine in the box or eight down there. No. <laughs> if they do, then, then, then that, that, that's really, that's really, 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 really putting faith in their defensive backs, which I think in 2000 – Whenever we played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think that that we gave them a run for their money, and and yes, Jalen Ramsey was wasn't even heard of in that game, you know. Right. So, I think that Dak Prescott would be confident enough. Uh, I don't know if Andy Dalton is starting that game. Then I don't know. I definitely won't know what was going to happen. Right. But but if Dak Prescott and company day one starter, and you got Ezekiel, you got a CD Lamb, you got. Uh, a Gallup, man, I'm still, I'm still setting up the run. I want to embrace eight, nine men in the box, and I want everything to be one on one on the outside. And the moment I see eight, nine in the box, I'm sending my dog vertical. I'm talking about Jarwin, seam route. Ooh, yes, seam yes. route. I'm putting the pressure on. I'm putting pressure, all that pressure on the on the safety. Right up the middle. Right yeah. up the seam. Yep. Yeah. So now, as far now, of course, you know we're dealing with the Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. But let's let's concentrate. Let's just say, okay, with Andy Dalton being from the North, AFC North, whatever, and we're playing the North this year. How much of an influence do you think that he may have on? Uh, well, not so much an influence, but how much do you? Well, I'm sure he's going to provide the knowledge for Dak. But at the same time, is it anything that you think that may give us a, a edge with him knowing? All of those defenses being able to play them guys eight, you know, twice a year. Tendencies plays a major role whether or not a guy's line up on a hash, if he creeping inside, if he duck low, if he, you know where, where he open up his, his gaze. All of those things plays a major role, and that's what Andy Dalton will know against all of those, uh, you know, you know, 
you know, teams that's in that particular division, especially personnel and whatever the coaches are trying to put out there and anything that they try to delay blitz and things like that. So I think that Andy will be able to uh, help Dak Prescott out in those factors, especially, you know, a lot of times the backup quarterback got a uh, communicator and he can speak to the quarterback himself. So, or when he runs to the sideline. So I, I think that, Either way, I think that it's going to be a good situation for us. Now, before before I know I'm I'm, I'm long winded, but again, we'll go back to Zeke and Pollard. Mm-hmm. How do you think? I mean, just like you had a caller earlier that that said, "Well, hey, let's utilize you know Zeke in the fullback position with with Pollard out mm-hmm. or in the back." Now, in if you were scripting your plays and you had both of these running backs, the caliber of these two. What would be the play that you would want to see that would produce us a first down and it say like it's second and long, and you got Zeke and Pollard? What would you do, Law? Well, I would present if if you got Zeke and Pollard in the backfield, and uh, I, I would do what we call sometimes we would flip uh, rolls or what have you. Um, we, we would flip see. Backfield? Yeah, Not yeah. No you know, it, it was. It, you can still line up at I. You can do a pro. Okay. Uh, but, but in this particular situation, you can still have CD Lamb on the field because you still got to. If it's second and long, you still probably want to show your your tight end just for the mismatch purposes. You don't want to get your tight end off the field. So, right. so now we're talking about twenty-one personnel opposed to twenty right, personnel. Right. So. Right. Of course, Jarwin would be there. Um, you you can show up alignment, whereas you have Tony Pollard and uh, Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. So that means that one of the linebackers, well, two of the linebackers, really going to be homed in on those two, right? And, right. of course, your, uh, your strong side will be focusing on Jarwin. But what you can do in that is really throw a monkey wrench into everything Instead of motion um, Pollard into the slot, you can motion uh, Ezekiel into the slot and keep Pollard in the backfield, and you see who, who you see who trails and carry, and they'll give away who's the spy, and then you can rotate him back back into the backfield, and that right, way you, right. you, you, you could put taller. Then you move Pollard in that spot. So those are things that you can do as a funky way, and. And, and still run out of it, you know, because they think it's going to be passing, or you can pass out of it. And, and there's just so many things that you can do. And and that's just us speculating off of X's and O's. But it but, but you want to see whether or not, you know, they're in man-to-man or, or zone, basically. Right, right, exactly. So, mm-hmm. it, But with, with the Mike, you know, Mike McCarthy system, we would be able to recognize that, and then Dak would be able to do his little – you know, pre-signal, you know, his calls and whatnot, being able to, I mean, of course, that's what he does, but with the more emotion, because we didn't really have a whole lot of that last year, or, you know, and it was, ugh, it was just vanilla. But but the, know, cra- uh, the craziest thing about it, the, mo- the motions was good, uh, even when they had Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, when they motioned, uh, they still gave the ball to Ezekiel, which was foolish in a sense, and this is why. Teams was like, Two tears in a bucket. I don't care what the young buck can do. Right. I just want to stop hey. Ezekiel. They did it several times, whereas I thought Tony would get the ball, 
but they motion they did that they did the reverse sweep or what have you and Ezekiel Elliott kept the ball and uh and that's that's just that just happened that's how this is how it happened and on one of the plays they they did the same thing with with uh Tavon Austin who actually right. scored on that play which was right. good and it was a similar play um that was the only time they scored and that was against the Eagles I believe uh Orlando Scandrick you know he was trying to block uh-huh. him or what have you try to tackle him but that was the only time that they gave the ball up to the, the opposing person instead of Ezekiel and they actually scored on it and they never went back to it that's the craziest thing right you, y'all you can look to, that up y'all can question me if I'm wrong on it you know y'all help me out <laughs> I remember that you remember yeah, the play because they had Ezekiel yeah, Elliott and, and you know Tavon Austin was listed as a split back or whatever back that yeah. they had him as you yep. know and and that's just how it goes they, they finally gave the ball to Tavon opposed to Ezekiel and Tavon scored off of that play right right see I tell you hey, law, hey man I, I, I appreciate the knowledge hey and I'm a first time caller and, mm-hmm. and I, matter of fact I'm a first time I just you know I got hooked on to you and it, it what this past couple of days or mm-hmm. whatever because you know what I ain't gonna lie to you can I be honest with you I ain't trying to take up your time but no no you're good I man you're the thought, last caller I, man you're the last caller so you gotta bring, bring some thunder now bring some thunder okay man. You, you got to understand you know what I I, I was looking I was like damn that's damn that's Harden. What the hell? They think a Cowboys fan? Oh, I'm sorry. You good, bro? I saw the Cowboys fans, and I thought it was Harden, so I hit it, and then I was like, "Damn, hold on, this is." I said, "Okay," so I started listening, and I'm gonna tell you, uh-huh. all you guys are good. Big James, Skywalker, you know, West Coast, Fox, all y'all good. But mm-hmm. well, I mean, you know, you really kind of connected me because you started schematically talking, and that's what I I love that, and everybody does it. But I'm just saying, I just. You know, because I thought you was, you know, you know, James Harden. James I'm just Harden. saying. <laughs> hey, by the way, as a disclaimer, I'm eight years older than James Harden, so so, wow. he, so, so so he looks like me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I do not look. <laughs> but, but shout out to him, man. You know, James. I need to go down to Houston and see. You know, uh, you know. I heard that he's from. You know, um, he's from California. He's okay. from James Harden is from California. He was born in uh, I think uh, Oakland or something like that. And we just had a family okay. reunion out there. So I need to I need to pry around. I need to ask Mrs. Harden. Do she know uh, any Thomases or anything like that? We need to do Uh-oh. some. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we need to see whether or not we cousins or somebody. We might be cousins though. You know how it go. But he better be a cowboy fan. That's all I got. To say, you, know? <laughs> you know, you know, this is the craziest thing. This is the craziest thing. True story. Chris Paul is a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah, and, yeah, and and, and yeah. The, one of the guys that I was doing some events with last year. Shout out to him. Uh, we supposed to set up like a little quick. We were do like a little quick meeting or what have you. Right. And uh, we were going to play a little prank on Chris Paul. You know, we were going to say, like, this is James Harden. He just lost his height, you know. And uh, it just so happened, you know, a whole lot of stuff happened. And I didn't get a chance to meet up with him. And I was like, dog. I was just, I was like really close to meeting up with Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he's one of the dogs out there, you know. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, oh, he's yeah. nasty with it. but Straight dog. Dog. But it would happen, though. It would happen, though. 
Law Nation meet Chris Paul. Chris Paul, we do a State Farm commercial, and then I'll be a multi-millionaire and and, oh and, and my James God. Harden. They, they do that say, Bud Light yeah, commercial too. Bud hey. Light and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll happen though, one way or another, right? <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna support you all the way, bro. I got you oh. back, and hey, I'm sure everybody else do too. Right, and I'll still do these shows. Like when we go to Ray's Boom Boom Room, I'll still do these shows because I'm. I love talking cowboys, and when I become Man. a multi-media, I still do the meet and greets, and we will still get this thing going one way or another with the phone lines for your mind and all that stuff, you know. That's what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> That's what I'm you. talking about. Law, it's getting late here, man. Look, you do your thing, bro, and I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking my call, man. And, hey, Cowboy Nation, we finna do this. This our year, man. This our yes, year. Yes, pump them up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, fam. Salute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, indeed, man. Salute, hey, but bro. I thank you, bro. You take care, man. Call in any time, fam. I'm going to give you a war call, oh, man. Will. Salute, bro. All right, now. Salute. All right. This is Sparta! All right, let me read through all of the super chats and I'm going to get on out of here myself. Y'all can look at some of those highlights, man. They look good, though, right? Good. G double O D good. Yeah. Um, let's see who we have, man. Uh, appreciate everybody who sponsored this late, late morning or early morning, late night. Groove William William ten dollar ten get you in. He says thanks for doing what you do, Law, especially during this pandemic. Much needed community service. Learned a lot from you and the commentators, William Williams, Mercedes BMW Porsche. Thank you so much, man, for joining the member. Ship Swad. When you join a membership Swad BMW Porsche, we got some sneak peek videos. We got a whole bunch of things, man. Just go to the community tab and jump on in. That does right, Trev. Really appreciate you. Respect law. Appreciate him. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Remember, when you wake up early in the morning, brush them teeth. And if you haven't taken a bath tonight, go take the bath, you know, because the law says, right? <laughs> don't want to be salty out here in the streets. Man, I don't want to mistake Cowboys fans for those Eagles, right? <laughs> I'm just playing with y'all Eagles, man. Shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to Uncle Drew holding it down like 5,000 pounds. Robin money making mall what's good with you fam king j thank you omega really appreciate you he says drews has <laughs> been telling you it's his bedtime <laughs> calvin williamson man really appreciate you if y'all waking up man it's time for me to get out of here shout out to kelvin shout out to frank hampel that's on the facebook group latanya i see you Appreciate you. Joyce, you've been holding it down for a long time over here. Yeah, on the Facebook. Cowboys Fan 91. Cowboy Nation, put down where you guys are from. Put down where you're from. Sky High 22. Not 21. Not 19. 
Not 18, if you know what I mean. He put 22. One of the greatest running backs of all time number. Yes, yes, yes. Go wash your mouth, Joseph. Hey, Oak Cliff America. Shout out to Oak Cliff Ann. Shout out to all of Oak Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Memphis in the house. T Memphis, Tennessee, Brian. <laughs> Eagles. Drew, appreciate you, man. I'm about to give you a ranch, man, so they won't kick you out of the club next time. All right. Cowboy Nation, that's all the time that I have for this beautiful, 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 beautiful morning, right? You know, one way or another, that's everything. We've been talking straight. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's jam on out, baby. Hey, ain't no party like a cowboy party. Cowboy party don't stop. Wichita Falls, Lance. Be Yo baby the fire and desire hey. come on let me see some fire baby yeah come on come on come on choose to be a common man it is my right to be uncommon there i stand i want to take the calculated risk to do the best that i can cowboy nation i always say this when you up against the struggles meet it squarely face to face lift your chin set your shoulders pat your feet and take a brace when it's vain to try to dodge do the best that you can do you may fall you may conquer, see it through. Even hope may seem but futile. Then with trouble may be beset. Remember, Cowboy Nation, you facing what other legends have met. You may fall, but fall still fighting. Head high, eyes through the finish. See this thing through, Cowboy Nation, and we will get there. Salute. Yeah, y'all hit that subscribe button down now. Hit those notifications. Let's go.